Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 132, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, it's Jeremy Howard of Man vs. Meeple, our number one guest. He's back. He's going to be talking about games, games, and more spicy hot games. Plus, we're going to try to play a game with you tonight. So look forward to that. Board Game Gilmo, a proud member of Punchboard Media. Hey, check out some of our other fine members like Cardboarding with Carla. That's right, Carla Cop, friend of the show from Weird Giraffe Games. She's a board game designer, developer, and publisher. She's got a blog. It covers all kinds of things about designing and publishing board games. So if you're a designer and you want to know more about prototyping, accessibility, how to be more productive, check that out. Also, she's got a weekly game design live chat show on Facebook Live where you can talk and discuss the topic of the week. She has all kinds of special guests. That's Cardboarding with Carla. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hey, a couple of quick show notes before we bring in Jeremy. Our first ever Gumbo merchandise, it's right there. You see right here on the screen. Playing cards, gumbo playing cards designed by Carla, Carlos Roy, who did our logo. It's the gumbo bure deck, lazele bure, with instructions on how to play this famous Cajun trick-taking game with a little bit of betting. Carlos did an opposite, uh, an awesome job with a premium deck of cards. Also, quick shout out to our friends at Rolling Dice and Taking Names. It's their eighth anniversary. They just had their big show. And this weekend I got to participate with Rolling Dice and Taking Names and doing the big strike tournament. Mm, I didn't win, but we raised $5,000 from Ravensburger for Extra Life and from the Southern Board Game Fest, we raised $250 donated by Ravensburger to our charity, New Hope, which, as you know, provides mentoring and tutoring services to at-risk youth that, that are in the under-resourced communities here in Acadiana. It's an awesome charity. So thank you to Ravensburger and to Marty and Tony for making that happen. Sorry, I got I got kicked out in the uh, first round, but that's all right. We had a great time with the uh, with the tournament. Hit us up on social media tonight, on Twitter or on Facebook. We'll be looking for your questions in the chat group. But let's enough blather. Let's get right to our special guest because we've got a lot to talk about. It's Jeremy Howard, man. Welcome back oh, to the show. God, dude. Hey, how's it going, brother? I'm trying to share all this stuff while we're on. <laughs> Jeremy, I saw the yeah, list man. of games to of talk stuff. about. We got to get going. But, you know, before we get started, we got to let people know what's happening with Man versus Meeple. G- give us that big elevator pitch. What's going on over there? Oh, well, uh, you know, we cover a lot of different games. We cover, you know, Kickstarter previews. We review games. We do Chit Chat Live. We do all kinds of stuff um, across the internet. Uh, internet. My, man, this my thing is hot. specifically... <laughs> My role specifically is, uh, you know, I'm doing social media stuff. I'm also doing, um, you know, solo coverage for the for the team. And uh, yeah, solo Sundays. Nice. Yes, solo Sundays, which um, is currently on at 3 p.m. on Sundays on our Facebook page, but it is going to be moving to our YouTube page in 2021. So, but but be honest, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. It's midnight on a Wednesday night or a Monday night, and all of a sudden, I get a Facebook Live yeah, notice yeah, that yeah, says, you know, "Hey, let's hey, do a man. solo something." I'm like, hey, it's man, I got it. yeah, you know, <sighs> you're the only guy I know that will start a two and a half hour Euro game at midnight on a Monday you know, night. How do you do I, it, Jeremy? I don't know. I'm absolutely insane, bro. Uh, you, you know, you know. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I actually, it's not a duty of mine. It's just that I, I like. 
sometimes I get in a mental zone and I just go like, I can't go to bed. Um, I will play part of a game and then go to bed. So like, that's the thing. Like I'll play like Merv. I was playing one time. I started at like 1130. I know. And I realized I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to get to do this. And then I, I did like, I just did. But like last night I played um, Warp's Edge at like 1130. And I got to the last round. I was just like, you know what? Time to go to bed, dude. I can't be doing this every time. So yeah, it's we gotta work the next day. So hey, look, I apologize. Yeah. I catch your solo Sundays, as you know, because you and I, yeah. you and I actually yeah. played the Pursuit of Happiness one time, where yeah. I was playing on my kitchen cabinet while you were playing. These midnight sessions of Merv or uh, or the other shows, that is something that's gonna be tough for me to do. But uh, hey, more yeah. power to you. If you haven't seen it, uh, chat crew out there. Check out Solo Sunnies uh, moving to YouTube in January. Is that yeah, right? Moving to our YouTube page. Um, just because we want more attendance, we want more interactiveness. And of course, with YouTube pages, you're going to get a lot of that as well, right? So that's why I'm doing it. I want to make sure everybody's getting a chance to see it. And especially, we just have a big audience and we want to take advantage of that. Hey, so Thomas Grieve checking in. He's the first one in. The world is right again with Thomas being the first one checking in. And Chris Strain has been checking out the pictures you've been taking. He's been yeah. posting all day. So we're going to talk about those games tonight, Chris. Don't worry. We're going to get to those. Topher, if you got any questions for, for Jeremy, make sure you check in. Verla's going to be in with us later to play the game. So happy to see Verla and Kelly. Hopefully we can get Kelly to do something like that. And yes, Jeremy hasn't said a word yet. But I've got my gingerbread costume on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to even. <laughs> Where's the Santa Claus costume, man? I was expecting I'm it. Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, checking in from you. Speaking of YouTube, checking in from YouTube, Kevin M. Hey, thank you for checking. You got any questions for Jeremy on any of the games that we have? Yeah. Kevin, make sure you hit us today. Yeah. And it's Taco Tuesday. That's right, Patrick. I actually saw your post already. And uh, Patrick's been playing Christmas music every single day. Oh, my so God. That is fun to check out. Jay's going to be checking in with us later, too. So Jay's going oh, wow. Jay, Jay can draw. So you're going to have to watch out for him when we do that game. That's going to be fun. All right. So let's talk about some games, though, Jeremy, because we got a long list to go. Yeah, we, and I we definitely do. So many people were just posting on, on the board game gumbo saying, what does Jeremy think about this one? What does Jeremy think about this one? I was like, yeah, hey, no. you're just going to have to check out the show because who knows? I, I want to hear what you have to say. The first game, yeah, BJ from Board Game Gumbo, I've got my guest here, Jeremy from Man vs. Meeple, and we're talking about a game I got to try, and I want to hear what you think about it, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Give us the pitch. Okay, so Lost Ruins of Arnak is part deck builder, part worker placement. Um, You are set in this kind of like Amazonian thing, and you're going out, and you're basically adventurers. Um, You're trying to lay out uh, your groundwork in these sites uh, by grabbing resources and then going and traveling out by paying resources and unveiling more of the land that is on the board. The board is gigantic. It's actually it like more vertical board. So it's not a traditional board. It's going to take up a lot of your table space. Uh, but you're also Look at the size to- of that thing. I know. It's very large. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful world. By the way, it has two different sides. One's a more advanced side. And I suggest you do that right after you play the first time. Okay. Um, but you also have your cards. And these cards... Uh, well, we can talk about that first. There's a track on the bottom. That track is one of the things that you're going to be chasing after. You have like your research and then you kind of have your journal log. And what you're going to be doing is just paying resources to move those icons up the track and you'll receive rewards along the way. And you can also gain assistance that you can use um, during your turn to kind of help you out with that. Uh, with and that's those wanted. three tokens at the bottom, right? The little yeah, tiles. Yeah. But the key is, is, of course, it's deck building. So you have these cards. And you have cards you can play that are like fast action cards. And you have 
Uh, they're multi-use cards. So not only can they be used for fast actions, they can be used for full actions, but they also are used as icons for traveling as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on with that. So you have uh, you have these icons you play for traveling. As you can see, the little car right there. Yeah. Um, that car, it's on the top left of the cards. There's different types, like a plane, a car, and a boat, um, and boots. And it basically means you can travel further out into the wilderness. And then you unveil uh, more worker placement spots, but you also unveil these enemies from the deep. Okay. Uh, so, like, they kind of pop up in these locations. You have to pay resources to take them out as well. Otherwise, they curse your deck, that kind of thing like that. Now, as you move out uh, to the to the actual cards, uh, once again, the cards are multiple things. You're going to have these items. Um, the items are going to help you trigger more combos in the future. But when you buy these cards, they go right on the top of your deck. I so you're going part. to have access to them right away. So you're kind of seeding your deck and knowing what order you're going to be seeding your deck, which is really important in this game. Um, you may also acquire fear cards from not taking out guys and also some effects will benefit you but also cause you to take this fear in your deck which is negative points and then you have these artifact cards which where it gets real interesting because the artifact cards can be used right away and then they become you know like an integral part of your deck and one of these cool little things is is it's played over five rounds which seems very fast and i'll get to that in a second but you are basically moving this like kind of uh uh, what do they call that? Like a lantern across the right. thing. And as the rounds go, you get more uh, artifact cards than you do and less cards. of the regular cards. Right. Yeah. So less of the regular cards, more of these cards, which are going to require resources like to use. It's like a staff. You can kind of see yeah. it on the screen it's there. A yeah, that's a staff. And uh, I just couldn't think of the word. But there's a lot of that going on. So you have a choice of like how much, how much you're going to go into these cards because you know you're going to get access to some things. But also... You want to make sure you have the right cards, and as the game goes along, you want to be to make sure you're traveling as much as possible. Um, that's what this game does. It makes you choose very, very you know, sparingly how you're going to use those workers. You only get two. That means wherever you place, you know, it better be important. It better be worth it. Um, one of the big issues with the game is gonna it's gonna feel like you can't get enough done because you don't necessarily know where to start. That's your how I feel. Yeah, um, some people really lean into the worker placement and kind of feel incomplete because of the worker placement, while others don't know how to build a deck. Um, so they really have a hard time with knowing which cards to, to, to get and, and you know who to chase after. And then also another big piece of feedback is how fast you get up and down this chart. You know, this, this, this um, you know, this uh, the, the track on the, the right track, side, yeah. the track on the right side. Like it almost feels like if you were to just fly up that track, which you got to pay resources to do, which you also got to watch out for. But it may feel like you have to go up that to win. But I've won, I've won with just cards. I've won with uh, just fighting the monsters and whatever the things that get revealed. You pay the resources, you get five points for those right away. I've done that along with not using the little totem pieces you get, right? And just getting all those points. So I've I've done that. I've done like score like thirty points off of that. So. The, the track is like 22, 24, 26, depending on what you get. So you have different ways of doing this. It's just not, you know, it, it, I can see how it could be a dud either way. And really what it does is, is you've got to understand that this game will not always be, you know, 80-point game, 100-point game. It might be 40s to 50s, you know, like just depending on how the card, cards come out and, you know, how are you comboing and stacking your deck. There's not a lot of places to always get rid of cards which 
is a thing, you know, yeah. because if you get a lot buying, of fear cards like I did, <laughs> you can't get rid of them. Right. So you're buying all these cards and you're buying the wrong cards and you realize, man, I got to get through my deck. I don't have a chance to get through my deck. Um, and the rounds can be longer than you want them to. So there's rounds where you're like, why is this one person going like 10, card, <laughs> 10 cards deep and I'm not? And to be honest with you, that's honestly a get a get good card game. You know it what is. I'm saying? It, it comes really with experience, good. right? I've been playing. I played it solo for a full week. Um, after playing it multiplayer twice, I played it. I played it solo for a full week. You feel like you're getting and, better with more plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't lose now because uh, I just played it to death. But I, I went yeah, right. I, I had such a long time playing that game. I went right to the track on the right side. I was like, oh, this. There's so many, so many good things. I'm just going to focus on that and forget everything else. The problem is, I think this game is all about synergy. Alex whipped our it butt sure because. Is. Alex was doing a little bit of adventuring. You know how, how some euros kind of really you're better off just focusing on one thing. This one, it seems like if you do a little bit of everything and be good at one, but do a little bit of everything, you can't just forget the adventuring. You know, you yeah. can't just forget the track. You kind of kind of do a little bit of all of it. I, I thought he did a better job. I do also like the way that when you're going after the monsters and you get treasure back, that it seems almost thematic. Like, like uh, Alex got a rhino the first round which allowed him to stampede further down the uh, the trail, which makes sense. You know, they're on yes. this Jumanji island and they grab this big giant rhino and they hold on for dear life as they start running through the jungle. So I just, you know, it's kind of Indiana Jones's. It's kind of Jumanji-ish. I, I really think the theme comes out. Yeah, it's a Euro. Yeah, it's a little abstracted. But, but there, you know, it's got some thematic elements that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think this game... Uh, you know, we have this genre right now of deck building. So we have Plus. this deck rated worker placement. Um, and there are three games that came out this year. You have Dune Imperium. You have this one. And then you also had um, Stan's game, which is called Endless Winter, which came right. out. Interestingly enough, it's funny how all the designs lined up. It's almost like the year before with all the B designs. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah. These came so, out back to back to back. Right, to, well, actually, back Stan's back will come back. out next year. But no, honestly. Endless winners better than both of them. By oh, really? Line. Okay. But yeah. these these two are these two games are really good. Um, and we're going to talk one, about Dune in a second. Thomas wants to yeah. know what does it bring to the table? What's what what's the new part? And I think you well, would probably say well, the deck and well, exploring. The thing, right? is, is, the thing is, is um, I have a rule about this. Sometimes we we have to decide sometimes that games don't have to be innovative. Like they just have to be good at what they do. And to put worker placement and deck building is new. And because you have two games that access that does not mean that it's not some like thing to pass over. Right. Uh, because the two games, the three games that I'm talking about represent different ways of doing it. So different and thematic that they don't share need to fight for a space on your table. So if you have, you know, like games like I have, you know, you have, you know, worker placement games in your collection. I'm sure you don't have one worker placement game in your collection. Uh, no. You know, if you have an area control, you know, I'm sure you don't have area one of area. Like you could have all three of these and you'd be getting a different experience from each one. Um, this one feels more of like, um, you know, like this one leans more on the deck building um, than anything, I think. Uh, so if you're really more of a fan of deck builder, that's fine. I just find the little quirks in this game really cool. Um, the aesthetic is beautiful. Um, you know, turning in these resources for, you know, to take out the, the monsters that are unveiled or whatever comes out of there is pretty cool. Um, stacking your deck and putting a card on top right away oh, is something that. that I love. Like, I love that idea. I'm buying these cards. They're going right on top of my deck. I buy this card. I can trigger it right away. Um, there's a lot of positive uh, feedback for what you're playing, like a feedback loop that's really you good. You do get that. Yeah. I, I also like the fact that, 
you know, with your typical worker placement game, you get two actions, maybe mm-hmm. a third, depending on how many workers you get, right? Mm-hmm. This one, it's that, I love that style of game, like like uh, Imperial Settlers, where, or not Imperial Settlers, the, uh, the Empires of the North, where not only do you get to put your worker out, you can also use cards to keep extending the turn and give yourself more actions. And if you're smart, comboing up those the way Alex was, where he's he's playing a card that helps him explore, that helps him move up the track, they get some something else to do the next round. You know, yeah. it just makes you feel smart when you're doing that. Yeah. I, I, all I can tell you is, is even when you're playing you know, solo, you still get that feeling of, you know, the AI does a really good job of playing out, taking the restricted places away from you. And in a two-player game, you already have one of the slots already taken out, all the camp slots. So you kind of have to make decisions on the fly. Um, and they already have more decisions than you. Until you start mm. buying enough cards to do it, uh, so they they make ten decisions every round. <laughs> You're not going to have ten decisions every round, <laughs> no. so it's just basically playing without you, <laughs> pounding you for cards and everything. So it's a really good way to learn the game. So I, I I really I give that one I strongly give that one a recommendation with ease. I don't I don't really worry about it. It's just really if that's something you're interested in. If you don't like deck building, um, then I'm not sure this is going to change it around. Although. I don't want you to think that this is I like worker placement, therefore you buy it because this one leans more on the deck building side. I agree with so, you there. I think yeah. it's more on the deck building, but worker placement is there. Yeah. And that is Lost Ruins Arnak from CGE. Yeah. It's out there. Uh, it's hard to find right now, but hopefully it'll be coming back into print. Yeah, I, I, think I can't the first find a copy. Run is sold out. The yeah. first print run was sold out, I think, before they even started selling it. I know it sold out so, right away. If you didn't catch it at uh, at Essen, you didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, Essen, they, they really pretty much sold through it. I wonder if they're even going to be able to fulfill uh, fulfill pre-orders out in the wild. So whatever. They, it's hopefully not my problem. 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 Not our problem. BJ yeah. right? from Game Come I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard from Man vs. Meeple. We're talking deck building plus games. And yeah. the next one I want to talk about is one I haven't got to play yet. So I'm curious to see what you think in comparison to, you know, maybe another game yeah. like uh, uh, like uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Tell us yeah. about Dune Imperium from Dire Wolf Games. So Dune Imperium is uh, set in the Dune. It's actually based off the, the movie that's coming out, but also the first book, I believe. Hey, um, Julie. So yeah. What's up, Julie? Checking in. Hey, Julie. Friend Julie. Sweet friend of mine. Beautiful human being. Um, so anyway, this Dune game is a worker placement deck building game. The whole idea is, is that you are doing a combination of things. You have your worker placement where you have factions on the left side of the board. Um, they're going to all be different. They're going to have two spots apiece, and they're also going to have a, a track that as you place workers there, you're going to get more allegiance to them and oh, score points and okay. then possibly score points plus benefits. Um, but you're going to place these cards, I mean, place your workers in these spots. And once again, this is another game with very few workers to place. You're going to have a max of three. Uh, but yeah, you're peeling to these different, you know, councils or whatnot. And when you do that, um, they're going to help you with your decks. Okay, so you you have multi-use cards in this game as well. So you're going to be playing a card. It's going to go to a specific, you know, a specific site, but it's also going to trigger an ability. Uh, but the card also has an ability that when you're done playing cards, it's going to give you some other benefits at the bottom. So you have okay. this thing of whether you want to place all your workers or not. As you get better in the game, you may have to make the choice not to play all your cards for the benefit of being able to buy cards and also contribute to conflict. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a, there's a little bit at play there, but I don't want to get too in the weeds on that yet. But 
when you're placing out in these spots, it does have a thematic touch because there's just different factions. One's based on war. One's based on, you know, keeping water together. One's based on, like, sneaky stuff so they make people get rid of their cards in their deck. Oh, so um, thematic from the different houses from yeah. the books? Right. You, you so get some like flavor from that? Yeah. Um, the characters also have their own abilities. So they ha- they seem like very thematic. Like some of them are better appealing to the council. Some are better, you know, um, just like trading things. Some of them are better with conflict. Some of them are better when they're out and about in the, in the sand or whatnot. Um, so they have all these little small things that work together. And there's a real kind of feedback loop of, okay, so I get... You know, I get the Solaris money. Uh, I trade. I get spice. I go out on the earth and get spice. I trade it in for money, and then I turn that money into whatever I want for influence to get more troops and stuff. Okay. So there's an- another element. You buy these cards, and then you buy cards from different factions, and they trigger just like they would in a deck builder. So if you play like this type of card, the Allegiance card, then you get to you know get bonuses to the other cards of the same faction. So that's a deck very deck buildery thing. And then you also have, after that, you have conflict. So during this game, you're playing, placing these workers in certain spots, and they are adding these troops to your garrison and eventually your conflict. So you see where the X is in the middle? Right there. And you see where that big X is in the middle with all those, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, those bits? That's where all they're, they're going to go. You're going to be placing on spots. They allow you to grab, uh, recruit troops, and then eventually you'll push them in into this middle spot where the conflict happens. And those red cards to the left of that are the, the conflict that's going to happen every round during the 10 rounds. Um, and then whoever wins that, um, you're going to total up your battle points based on how many people are in there, um, plus cards that are revealed with the conflict on there. And then you're going to score points. Uh, and yeah, it's a really, really interesting play there because conflict is part of the game. So if you don't like that at all, this is not going to be your game. Uh, if you're really into worker placement, this is going to be more of a worker placement game. Okay. Uh, but like I said, there's conflict every round, and it does factor into how you're going to win this game. It is very rare. I don't even know if it's possible to, to dodge conflict uh, because your cards aren't worth points. Uh, you need to move up these factions, uh, these faction lists to get more points. They actually have some really good cards in there. They're, they're called intrigue cards. You get it from the mm. spy faction. And they have ones that are for... Like in game, end end game, and like just whenever you want, like during conflicts. Okay. So they're kind of surprise cards that you don't people don't know what you have, and you can get points at the end of the game and have more points than everybody. You could uh you know like you could have these cards and then like win a big conflict and not really be invested in it in the beginning. But you a know, deck so builder that has no points from the actual cards, you right, got to use the right. cards so, to so, get yeah, the points. So they're just multi-use cards. That's the thing. You got to use them to get the points. There's no points on cards. Well, there are there are a few cards that you okay. purchase and they give you a point, but they're very very expensive. So this game is not like you're not you're not playing around with a ton of money here. You're not going to stack. You're not going to even buy a lot of cards either. Uh, which is kind of a eh, thing about this game. There's a lot of cards that are very enticing, but you don't always build a deck up so much because it does take a while to get it going. So the game can feel like it's not moving as fast, and there's no way that you trash the whole deck, so that trash the whole display room. So you can't do that. That, that unfortunately, so it, it just kind of makes it slower sometimes than it should be. What's going on with these minis? What what uh, what is so that's this part for? That's for the deluxe edition, which hasn't shipped yet. That's coming okay. in March, I think, something like that. 
I can't remember what the publisher told me, but there's something like that. They, but they're, 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 they were pretty cubes. Yeah, so cubes you use the factions. These weird looking dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's it like this. It's not gorgeous. It is not gorgeous. It's not going to win any awards for that. It's also going to play into your. We don't need minis. You know, play. How bad do you not want minis? Well, you got it. Okay. Yeah. So you I got can play with cubes. Well, I'm just saying you got you got these boring looking workers. Fine. That's what you get. So okay. it's the same designer as a uh, clank, right? That is the same designer as clank, which I did not okay. know until like I, um, I, I was playing and somebody said, yeah, yeah, this is that same person, but it makes sense. It's dire wolf as well. Um, so yeah, it, ma- it makes total sense. This game I do recommend, but I want to be uh, with caveats here. Uh, big one is, is if you're a solo or two player, you need to know that there is a dummy, dummy player by deck. Um, there's a deck of cards. Um, you can use an app as well. That will simulate the deck, or you can just play with a deck of cards. You're going to be unveiling them. They're going to be taking advantage of a lot of the spots that you need to be in. Um, but it is definitely winnable. It's just that you need to know that solo and um, solo and two player do have that card system. Um, if you're not interested in that, um, but if you want it more streamlined and faster, uh, you can use the app. It's very, very, very quick. Um, how quick those those turns go, making it a lot easier for you. This game shines shines at three and four because it's just blood fest in a sense you know like uh, I, I i just like that it puts a pressure on people makes them really interact so it's it's a it's a really interesting game so unlike arnak which had very little player interaction other no. than getting to spots just racing other yeah. people right yeah, other than racing which always has player interaction but that's about it this one yeah. sounds like you better be ready for player interaction if you yeah yeah. I mean, you are literally placing on spots that will allow you to take your garrison and put them in the combat ring. So everybody sees this pressure mounting up and they go, holy crap, I'm going to have to be prepared I for this conflict. Yeah. So some people are like, you know what? I'm not going to play my cards. I'm going to go ahead and buy some stuff and get my garrison going because some of the cards actually have like adds a conflict at the bottom. So it's like, I need to make sure I have this, you know. Or you just, you mean, that round, nobody wants to be part of the battle, and one person clearly is going to win. It might not be worth points, but it might be worth spice. It might be worth, you know, water, which is the most restricted resource in the game. Um, you know, those fight for resources in spots, is, it's just important. Um, do, you, but, do you need to know the books to know the, to, to enjoy the game? Um, I have zero knowledge of it. So Really? Oh, wow. It's a great yeah, book. I have zero knowledge, so that's really important. I, I Somebody said, well, how can you play the game? You know, like the theme. Um, I played... <laughs> <laughs> the quest for El Dorado. What do I really care? Like I don't right. like but the dwellings of Eldervale. That has nothing to do with anything. I'm deciding to be in that world. There you go. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure by the end of the game, you yeah. figured out that these are factions that don't really get along. Yeah. And trying to control the spice on Dune. I mean, that's yeah. basically the book, right? I mean, it's dude. It's it's science yeah. fiction. Like how it's, science is this yeah. it's right. like come on. Well, let's bring Steve up, and we're going to talk about our next game coming up here. Let's see if the name father is still around. Where you at, Steve? There he is. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, brother. How PJ Morgan, I've got my guests Good here, Jeremy you. Howard. And Steve and I want to talk to you about a game that I, I just yeah. love this. Steve, I don't know how you feel. I love this cover. I think this cover. Maybe it's because I like the this, color green. This I love sexy. the way this pops out, man. And this is Merv. I don't know a lot about it, though, other than, you know, 1130 yeah. post when I'm going to bed that said Jeremy Howard's <laughs> about to play the game. So um, tell me so, about Merv, man. So this game is uh, set it's in Osprey the time. Games? Yeah. No, it's Osprey Games? Yeah. Osprey Games, uh, Merchant of the Silk Road. It's by, what was his name? Uh, Fabio Lupiano, who made Kalamala and... Um, he made... Um, Ragusa. Ragusa, yes. And Venice. 
yeah, in Venice, oh, wow. which is still about the ship. Fantastic. Um, so basically, the um, this game is set in Merv, which at one time was like the peak of trade or whatnot. And then the Mongols came and absolutely destroyed them and killed all these people, five hundred, like hundreds of thousands of people. Um, so yeah, if I knew that, I wouldn't have played the game more than likely. But because I don't want to glorify that stuff. But what's happening Understood. in this game? Uh, what's happening in this game is you are putting out a different random setup every game. It's okay? not about a '70s talk show, Jeremy. No, I don't it's think. Not about right? the, no, it's not. Yeah. So you're laying out these tiles. These tiles have actions on them and they have spots for cubes, but they also have a color ribbon on them. And what you're doing is, is you're placing these out randomly. So your board is different every time. Oh, every really? Time. So those, uh, t- those center tiles, there are going to be changed are every all, time. They're changed every time. Even the middle tile is double sided. Okay. Now you see how the guys are lined up there on the, in the right there on the side of the corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the guys on the corners, what they do is, is you're going to pick starting on that top part. You're going to be picking like a column. So the four columns and you place, move it out there. And then you take the action and action that's in that column. Then as you go around the side, you're going to be doing the row. But what you're doing is, is as you place your little houses there, you are triggering other houses that are in that same column that are your color. But here's the deal. As you go around and those houses start to fill up, you can also trigger someone else's as well. Okay. So you can trigger, you can basically, when you go around, you can be like, actually, I like that guy's better. So I'll just, I'll do theirs. I'll activate this building and I'll activate all their colors. Now, of course, your enemy will get that, uh, will get that as well, um, get a benefit as well. Uh, There's some really interesting things as well for helping other people. So you're also going to be trying to build walls and preparing for this Mongol invasion. Okay. So those little map tiles at the top there. Those little bridges mm-hmm. that you see up there, you actually have to put those around the board to save yourself from the Mongol invasion. That's happening for the last two rounds. It's absolutely insane. But you get more influence. There, you get more influence by saving by preparing to save other people um, than you do for saving yourself. <laughs> so there's that. And then on the outside, just I mean, let's just take a walk on this board. It's insane. Um, on the left side, you have the moss track where you're paying resources to go up and trigger more abilities. On the right, you're going to the market over there to um, in different parts of the you know different parts in that region to pay for pay for resources. On the outside, you have the commissary where you're going to collect cards for set collection and get bonuses for more uh, the more that you have. On the bottom right, you're going to go to the library and you're going to get bonuses for buying scrolls. Then at the bottom, you're going to get <laughs> at the bottom, you go to the capital and you add workers there to help um, basically power up your resource combos. So the more scrolls you have, you put workers in there and they multiply points by the number of those guys you have. That's you know, a um, lot yeah. of different ways to yeah. score points. Mm-hmm. Man. Then, then all that those resources I was talking about all the way on the left, those are going to be mission cards that you put all those resources that you're gathering on to to get points as well. So there's a lot of a lot of things going on here. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. Nick wants so, to know, is it available now? Do you know? Uh, not sure. Uh, check with your friendly local game store to see if Merv from hey, Osprey Games is available hey, for you. I may sound like one, but I'm not a rep. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one right there, I, there's a lot going on. So big fair warning with that. There is a two-player variant, a two-player variant in this game, and I want to explain it to you. 
because this is a major element of the game. Can you put the board back up there real quick? Yep, sure. This is really cool. This is very cool. So as you round the corner after everybody's done, the person that's furthest away from the corner gets to place themselves in that corner first in whatever slot they are. So let's say black was all the way in the back. As they round the corner, they would go on a third. There are these things called cam- – there's a, these camels that you get on the board where you can pay camels to help you move up the, the turn order. So you can kind of take advantage. Nice. Of, of like, dude, it's so sweet. And then like that stacks up, but those camels help you do other things. Uh, but the two-player mode, I just wanted to highlight that. But in the two-player mode, you actually have to have a third, a third AI character. But the cool part is, is that the first player gets to place the column or row they go in, and then the second player gets to place what, what action they want to put it on in that row. So you both yeah, have choice right. of what's going on there. Yeah. And I didn't think I like it at first, but then I was like, this takes it to another level. Like, this could be a very intense two-player game. Like, very clever. Very mm-hmm. tense. Because not only are you trying to figure out you know, you're kind of on your toes because you're thinking like, am I going to be able to trigger out all my powers, my, my thing? I don't want to set up one lane too much to help them out. Uh, you know, and then you got the third, you know, this third one in here. And you're like, well, how am I going to set this up where eventually I may be able to take advantage of this? Or am I going to be able to do my own chain? And you won't understand that until you see it. But you'll see it as you start rounding the bend. You'll be thinking about two turns ahead, mm. you know, in the game. Uh, and then there's the second round and the third round where you have this invasion that you know is coming, and you're like, I need to, uh, I need to prepare, like, you know, like people, you know. So it's a lot of stuff because they can wipe out all your stuff. And you so is it brutal them. like like a Lorenzo where if you do not prepare, you're going to get slapped in the face? You know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you know the Mongols are coming, and there's a little strategy to how you <clears throat> how you block the corners and the sides and stuff like that, <clears throat> and. The interesting part about this game, which I didn't even mention, there's more like a morale and there's like influence and there's like ways those trigger as well. There's a lot going on in this game. Seems like but, a lot. But you're gonna you could have a hard white going into the third round. <laughs> you could have a pretty hard white. So that's the thing. It's like all those things really co- that contribute to, um, you know, just a different experience every time. Christian wants yeah. to know he's he's not a fan of AI player threes for two players. But, but is this I, an exception? But I want to make sure that I emphasize that this one is very interesting because the fact is, is that you are really paying attention to yourself and how are you not setting up your opponent too much. But you always still have the benefit of either um, activating a building where that's yours so that you can activate that whole role. You can do your opponents or you can do the AI opponents, you know, so it's like. You have choice. It's just that it gets real. It, it get, doesn't get easy. You know, it just doesn't get easy. Choices are different every game. Uh, the only disadvantage to this is, is that if you lay it out randomly and there's a whole bunch of the same colors in the same row or a whole bunch of the same actions in the same row, you might want to house rule it where you can say there's no more than two in the same row okay. because it ends up being like a, it just makes the board state weird. Uh, but I had to let you know that the solo is good. It's just a little bit more complicated because you're going to have the same uh, two-player AI going, and then you're going to have another AI going. So it's, we'll, we'll leave you to discover the solar yeah. rules oh, on your own. You not, you yeah, there was some some question in there earlier on saying this looks very pretty, but I can't remember if it was Dean or somebody else who said the board also looks very busy. Okay, so does, does it help you with gameplay? 
Or does it get in the way of gameplay? No, it doesn't get in the way. So Ian O'Toole, um, he walks the line. Okay, he does. <laughs> he walks the line. Very uh, but, close. The, but the thing about it, with his designs, are I've always found it easy to find out where his where his stuff is because he makes big bold icons. So it's like, mm-hmm. if this is that section, it's big, and he has those on there. If you're looking at the board, right. you'll notice where all the actions are. And they're very well laid out. Like it'll, it, it actually has a big icon, and then it has what the action benefit is right under it. It's so well done. So, like okay. if you look at the top right, you see those camels up at the top right. If you look just below that, you'll see the little market bowls right there. If you look above these, you know, like it, it just big. You can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the icons on the the icons on the tiles are busy, but they're very distinguished. It's just that it comes together to make this tapestry looking thing. That may be too much. Okay, I'm so. impressed. It looks it it looks chunky. It does look a little brain burnery, yeah. but but I like yeah. what I'm seeing. I, I like those kind of layouts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hearing sort of a Trajanist thing where there's a lot of ways to score mm-hmm. points, and there's some of them interact. Of yeah. Interestingly enough, there's no one way to win this game. Yeah. Okay. Um, what happens is is the bottom part of that that uh, the game. There's an interesting restriction to it where. Um, you're going to have to pay for your stuff to score at the end of the round. So those little, the workers that start out, there's none in the beginning at the bottom right there in the middle of the bottom. So as you can see, and then what you're doing is just paying the resources that you get to put your little guys in there. And then it'll say, Hey, like for how many of those guys I have, I multiply that times the number of cards I have, how many scrolls I have times the multiplier of those guys that I have down there. How many cards do I have? Like that kind of stuff. Or how far I'm up the track times how many guys I have in that section. So you have these like choices that you have, but the players are going to change that because it gets harder and harder to fill up those slots as the game goes along. Um, And you kind of got to decide at some point in the game and say, hey, like I'm really going to invest in this and that. And I have to be better at that than my opponent, you know? Um, So yeah, it's just, there's a, there's just a lot of choices in there. I like that it, I was a little lukewarm on this game, and then I became a lot more excited about it with more plays because you're going to see when you play it the first time, you might get it or not, but then when you play it the second time, you'll understand how it works, but you're going to have to change how you play it based on the layout of the tiles and also how people start to play out um, the game in round one. So, I mean, just... I know you got excited, but as excited as the gumbo bread man... I mean, are you oh that excited? Oh my god, man! I'm not. I'm not that excited. Are you that excited? I'm just. I don't even know what to say about you right now. I look at you different. <laughs> How about the that? The Red man. The yeah. Gumbo Red man. Yeah. So that's Merv from Osprey Games. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm excited, but I. Yeah. This is I one. Like I, a hype I'm, man for you know what? I sound like a hype man for this game because I did not like it when I first played it. Honestly. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I really, I, I really changed my tune. That was another one I played for a week. <laughs> so. I'm, a, I'm a little nervous when Kevin says that the solo re- the solo mode recommends having a friend or two help manage all the systems. It's almost <laughs> well, like having well, a PS2 well, the there. Thing is, the thing is, is that the AI, the actual AI opponent, has rules for it for the what it does for the second player thing that we were talking about, and then it has its own rules. So it's a lot of if thens, if then, if thens. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Um, it's tough to grasp. I, I usually have the book open when I'm doing it, yeah. but I feel like that's something down the line that like a BGG user will just have like a nice little card you can make <laughs> and just kind of go through it because it is worth your time. It, it definitely 
at, it, it definitely gives you a really good challenge. But if you like crunching like medium weight euros, like this is the euro euros person euro. Like sure. euro the not, euro game. Yeah, it Jeremy, is euro you would agree euro. with me. Fabio Lopiano. This is a name that the chat crew needs to remember between uh, you know between Ragusa and this mm -hmm. one and Venice. I mean, mm -hmm. every one of these designs is different, and I these these yeah. are getting me excited, man. I you know whether you like his stuff or not, you can tell that his designs are going somewhere. I'm really big on that. Like, where is this designer going? Are they learning? Are they evolving? And he's definitely evolving. I can see it in his design work. So uh, I'm kind of going along with that ride for him. Good, bad, or ugly. We'll see. Steve, I'm going to bring in Verla because I want to talk a couple of games with her. So I'm sending you back down. Where is Verla here? Because hey, hey, I want to. I want to have. Uh, well, actually, I pressed the wrong button. Let me get him down oh, there. There he is. Hey, Merlin, this is so. I'm not the only one. It's the it's the gumbo bread oh, man. Oh goodness! And we also have his uh, his helper, right? Uh, sure Santa do. Claus, almost a little bit. Jeremy, where is your hat? Mrs. Where is your Claus? hat, man? I left it. Oh, here you go. There you go. Let's see. Was it in the show notes, BJ? I know. I told him. Be, there he is. He's got the fuzzball. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's okay. my mic. Okay. <laughs> the chat crew's having fun with our outfits. Bro. Oh my god. Berla, I wanted to bring you up for this one because this is one I can't remember if you and I talked about it or not, but I haven't played it yet. It's from Panasaurus Games. BJ from Morgan Gumball, I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard. We're talking spicy hot games here on Christmas week on the gumbo. It's a gumbo extravaganza. Berla and I are curious about a game that you've played that I haven't played, unless Berla's played it. Gods Love Dinosaurs from Panasaurus I Games. I haven't. Okay, so this is... Tell us about it, Jeremy. I've so heard this good is a game where excited. it's a tile, tile laying game. You're gonna be drafting, I guess, too. I like it say. already. So these tiles are gonna go on here. You're gonna basically be um, taking tiles from here that have a specific type of land on it, and also an animal. Um, so you have your your prey, and then you have your predators, and then you have a dinosaur. And at the bottom of that board is a dinosaur, a T Rex under it. Um, you're gonna be starting out with this habitat, and then you'll start adding things to it like this and then they start multiplying so as you trigger these rows they start multiplying and adding you know adding more bunnies and more rats and things like that um, to move around but you also have these predators the saber tooth and the pterodactyl ish looking thing and what will happen is is as they go along um, as you activate these these columns the prey will get eaten by the predators little these these meeples are so cute it's freaking ridiculous there's like oh, a tiger that. and a, yeah. yeah and you go across and as you go across and eat the prey you start to multiply the predators okay so the predators have to have something to eat so that they can multiply and make more predators but then when it all lines up and the dinosaur is under there the dinosaur at the bottom you see that little black dinosaur at the bottom bottom in the yeah. corner sure um then it activates and the dinosaurs come from the middle of your like little nest here. And their goal is to eat to survive, but they need to eat the prey so that they can lay eggs and you score points from the eggs. Mm. <laughs> so here we, go. here we go. I'll walk you through it again. Drafting tiles, taking the prey, triggering the prey when it comes time to, when you pull from these rows, triggering the prey so that, all of a sudden, now you can multiply more of them, all right? Then you have triggering the predators so they can go around and eat more of the prey to reproduce more of the predators. And then you have the dinosaur that will come and eat the prey, and they will score points. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, 
little things that trigger. And what happens is, is you start to create this big area that you've created, your own, you create your own, and you end up with these restrictions like, like, oh my God, I need to get, you know, I need to be able to just eat something so these guys can survive. And you end up with a sparse land by going around and eating things up because you need your dinosaur just to stay alive. You know, um, you know, sometimes just to like go eat a rabbit and come back, you know, like uh, so they can stay alive. But then you want those predators to have enough to eat. So next time around, they can multiply. Um, they need to they need space and they have certain movement restrictions. So it makes it harder to pull it off like that right there. The one that you have in front of you right there, that dinosaur, that T-Rex needs to be able to eat and get back to his little spot. Mm. Uh, and and that, that's the thing. And then you lay these eggs, the eggs are worth points. Um, there's not a lot of powers or anything in here. This is just a straight up tiling. Little How long does it take? Man, this game takes an hour tops. Oh, I love that. One hour wonder. I think it goes up to like five. I think it goes up to five. Dude, we're talking. This is a really fun game. I, I, that was another one. I played this game wrong the first time I played it and I poo pooed it. It's easy to play wrong and still have fun. But if you play it right, it becomes a lot better. more strategic. Yeah. It's even better. So, you know, that happened, that happened, right. that happened with Llama, man. We played yeah. Llama Dice Hard Con. We kept going, uh -huh. this is the lamest game ever. Yeah. And then we found out we were playing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Once we learned the right rules, I'm not saying it's my favorite Ryan Arkansas yeah. game, but it's a lot better of a game if you play it, makes it right. all the difference. So, Berla, yeah. imagine being at a con next year and you've got this on your table, man. I mean, you're going to get people just passing by asking. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. honestly, these, these meeples are so damn cute. Man. Tiling, adorable meeples. Sounds yeah, like just, chain reaction. You know, hey, listen, listen right. there's, there's a little bit of that mean drafting off the tile, you know, off okay. the tile area. I mean, honestly, in board games, I mean, like I, I get to it before you do, I get it because you want it. I mean, come I mean, on. That's, that's what gaming game. is about, right? I mean, the tiles, the tiles, uh, the tiles uh, scale um, according to the player count, so you don't have to worry about okay. that. Um, it works just as much as a two-player game because nobody's affecting your board state. I mean, your okay. area, your player area state, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, it's a, it's a pretty much a hands-off game, except for people are going to pay it, pay attention to how they trigger that dinosaur at the bottom, and that's sure. how those tiles are drafted. So the timing's very important in that game. So. It's just that's that's pretty much the run of the game. Like I said, or hour thirty minutes. If you happen to know how to play this game, boom, quick. Dean, Dean from Meeple Town says you're one of his uh, favorites. Oh, but man, you're thanks. costing him the most money, uh, Jeremy. Okay. If I did a gift guide, I would tell people to buy this game. Like it's it, it's just it's a good game to play with families because it's got I so did, low. It's so I low did on not rules. say that, Kevin. I said <laughs> that. <laughs> not you, you missed on that's the important word. <laughs> not my favorite Kanitsky uh, game. No, no, not at all. So that is uh, God's Love Dinosaurs from Pandasaurus Games. Check it out. Uh, the designer is Casper Lapp. It looks like it takes under yeah. an hour. Jeremy yeah. sounds like if you play the rules right, you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. BJ Morgan, I've, I've got my guest, Jeremy Howard, and we're talking spicy hot games. And yeah. one of those, I. Bro, I didn't know anything about this game. I yeah. have not heard of it until you this, posted pictures for the nope, show. Me neither. Uh, you know, I, I every time I think I follow board games and I, I sort of kind of know what's going uh, on. Uh, Jeremy uh, Howard comes on the show <laughs> with two or three games I've never heard of, and this never is heard of. This, one, this one right here. I think I think Tom and I are like the only two people who knew about this game for a while. <laughs> the more I the more I researched yeah. it, Verla, the more yeah. excited I got. I think it's called Nidavella. I'm gonna tell you right now, like this is amongst that five games a year that nobody knows about, and like they need to own it for their game night. Like this is the game night game. This is the one, right? 
So this is that one. This is the one you weave in there and you just know it's good. Like you just like, I'm just going to we just going to have fun. 45 minutes. Let's do this. Right. So what's going on is you're playing this game over two ages. Big, big stack of decks. Right. Yeah. The ages are over when you get to the end of the decks. Now, this board that you see, those boards that you see, that looks like this. You're going to have a set of coins, almost like a deck of coins. Um, and if you see those people, they have like, what is that, four or five coins? What yeah. you're using those coins for is to bid on cards that are available. You'll have just as many players as there are cards laid out in front of those little like tavern sign looking things right there. And you're going to be bidding for those with those with those uh, coins. You'll flip okay. them over one by one. You'll flip them over one by one. And then you will get that card. Now, why you're drafting those cards is because you're building your own tableau. You're building your tableau of different types of cards, and they all score different. So hmm. every single color scores different. So as you, you do that, you got to pay attention to that. But also, you are building a deck of coins. So at the bottom, you get the zero coin, the zero coin at the bottom. And you're always going to have one where you go for zero coin. What you do with the zero coin is you combine it with another coin and you upgrade your coin from this rack. Okay, so there's going to be like a coin. That comes with the game? Coins. Yeah. There's going to be a rack with 25 coins in those. And you're trying to get better coins so you have a better deck to bid higher. Um, and yeah, so then That's what happened? Yeah, it's really cool. And then what happens is, is you, this is where it gets insane. So what happens is you start to get this tableau of cards that all have these different icons. So they're different colors and different icons. What happens is, is as you get a full line, you start to get these champion cards that trigger more different types of scoring again. And you can continue to stack these and stack these and stack these. And then eventually at the end of the game, you're going to have a crap ton of points. This is mm. super bad at the end. Here's the even more interesting part. At the end of the round, at the end of the round, there are there's a display of cards. I think I sent you one picture like that. It's, there's a display of cards. Yeah, let me see if I can find can, it. That you can buy from, um, based on that, that you can buy from based on who has the most of most of this color, most of that color, most of that color, and they are champions that do all these crazy type of scoring combos as well. Um, that will help you kind of determine how you want to fill your hand. This is a very easy market game, in a sense. Um, you're also kind of manipulating your deck of coins, like I said. Um, and then you're also just, you know, kind of playing out the strategy of like how, how you how well you want to score certain types. Like there's one for just how many cards you have. There's ones that um, how many icons do you have? There's ones that score like Fibonacci numbers. <laughs> There's one that scores like they have all these different types of scoring for each color. And uh, you have to make some serious choices along the way. Uh, you want to get cards so people can't complete their rows because they get these champions. Wow. I mean, just wow. Simple, simple game. And it... It gets as complex as you want, but that you see that you know, you see on the side how there's like a dis display of these cards in the racks over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see them now. So, those are going to be all the champions that you get, and they may add icons, they may add power, they may add just straight points. Um, and then they have these gray ones that have more comp complicated mu multipliers. It's just, it's you would think this is hard, but I remember when Tom said something about this game to me, and it was like. You would think that they're over-explaining the game when you read the book, but when you're done reading that rule book, you know everything you need to know about the game. Even the tiebreakers are cool. Like 
Wow. You have these, you have these like these little crystals. There's those big crystals at the top of the boards there. And yep. like it's it's whoever has the highest at the time. And then if you win, you guys just switch. You just switch them. And that's it. Like everybody just switches and cycles them through. Tiebreaker's done. Yeah, and there's yeah, even well, a card that gives you the ultimate tiebreaker for the rest of the game. You know, you Get talked that. about some, uh, but you don't need innovation in the games, but I'm hearing some pretty cool innovations in this game. And maybe this that's is, why it's got you so excited. This is yeah. innovative. Like this was probably one of the games at game night where everybody was like, man, that game was good. Like we had like, <laughs> mm. when I got done, like everybody was just like, yeah, like this is, we got to, we got to play this again. I mean, these guys are spoiled. We, they get to play everything. Look but, who's, and they look were who's checking like, in. Your buddy yeah. Daryl Andrews checking in. Daryl, why not come on the show yeah. one time? We could actually no, talk man. some games. Hey, man, I miss that man. <laughs> man, I miss his smile, man. I miss. I just miss. Oh, I miss his energy, man. Daryl says, energy. I love his positive energy, and he teaches games so well. P- people, yeah. you could watch this and get an overview of some of these games, the way he's teaching yeah. tonight. So, yeah, Daryl, I mean, come on the show sometime. Don't just absolutely. sit in the chat crew and talk to Jeremy Howard. There's, there's like, I mean, even the strategy of how you upgrade your coins. So like when you do transmute your coins, if the slot's not there, you get the one up uh, higher. Wow. So yeah. it's like kind of like a like a timing thing to it, too. So you could be like, oh, I can get this. I can skip a number. Erla, this yeah. sounds yeah. like really something fun. you would so, like. So, yeah, I think so. And it's not like trash components either, which is good, you know, like the components are good. If you if you wanted to glue this together, you could, you know, whatever. Yeah. And everything you see, so you're getting the card racks and you're getting the point racks and you're mm-hmm. getting all these things. It's all part of Nidavellir. Mm-hmm. Am I saying yeah, it right? Nidavellir? Nidavellir. 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 By the Nidavellir. way, if you want to know what Nidavellir is, you may have seen it before in Avengers Endgame. Wait, remember? so, so Jay was to, right? Remember they went to Nidavellir where they, uh, where the, um, what's his name was? And he, he made him, uh, he made Thor's hammer. Okay. Well, yeah. Jay said, is this game about crafting a star-powered yeah, hammer to fight a universe-culling right. titan? So it's basically... Jay knew what was up. So, yeah, so it's... done, Jay. Right. So that's what Nidavellir is, and it's basically you guys are competing factions and whatnot. So that's why all the factions have different scoring abilities and different things like that. That one right there, man, that, that game... I would say you definitely want to start at three player. This is not a two player game. Just absolutely not. It would be a snooze fest at two. How high does it go? I think Can that was five. Yeah, I'm checking sure. it right now. It says two to five. Best yeah. at three. Like wait. Yeah. Best this is at Serge Leger. That's yeah. um uh uh oh um what's that game? Um Shadows over Camelot, right? Yeah, there you go. Shadows. Shadows over Camelot, Mystery of the Abbey. Oh, some of okay. my favorite games that I start. I've never played Mary Nostrum, but I've got some uh, guys in the gumbo yeah. that are. That's yeah, one of their Mary big Nostrum games. Wow, very good. That's I didn't realize he designed game. this. Oh wow, Shadows that's a low Camelot. key. By the way, Mary Nostrum is like low key a really good come back game. on the show, Jeremy. It's not on the list. Yeah, that one was <laughs> that was pretty hot. Like Stick I mean, seriously, like nobody nobody knows about that game. Like nobody. Stick to the script. Yeah. Stick to the script. Yeah, oh, Jeremy, we'll be here all day. <laughs> I saw all something right. on the list I want to talk about. So yeah, this yeah. is this Get is this is really cool. So that's Serge Le, Serge Leger, and that is from who's 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 publishing the game? I can't even pronounce this. So, uh, sorry, we were was it sorry we were French G R R R E Games. G R R E Games. Who knows? From Grenoble, France. Tell Arcane Wonders to bring it over. Let's do it. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Tell Arcane wanted to bring Somebody it over. Said, was it you that said that Tom wanted to bring it in, but it was already signed? So no, I don't know what I don't know. I don't yeah. know on that I one. I saw that but, in the yeah. comments. Somebody said yeah. that in the comments. So yeah, it's it's, it's like it's it should be on. here. Somebody needs to grab this game and bring it over. Like okay. I, had to, I, I had to order. From, I had to order from Philibert. So. You know, you do this anyway, but you've got me totally juiced on this one. I, I, yeah. I I'm, no, I'm serious. Like this one, like is, man. If you're into like that auction bidding kind of thing, and, and it's like even like more, like even more entry level enough where everybody can enjoy it because the set collection is so good. Nice. Like it's so pleasing. It's like you get your own. You know, like you got your little cards laid out. You get them all stacked up. You got them in your little area. You're you're feeling good. You're like, oh, I got this. I got a, a three red lined up. I got these two red up. And then when you finally get where even you'll get two rows where they're about to finish and you get it to finish and then you get a master and you put it down on the next row and then you finish another row. So then you get to put another guy down there and it's like, Oh my God, this is awesome. It, it feels good when you pull it off. Daryl says they're that. connected with Asmodee and they are a game oh, company so yeah, to watch out for. They'll be just, yeah, they, they're going to be a game company to watch out for. We're going to check that out. <laughs> Nick said, if there's a whole, Vert, I don't know if you pay attention, there's a whole Disney uh, chat going on the uh, side. Okay. I'm trying said, to catch it and watch this. And Nick Hayes said he just got out nerded. So yeah, there All you right. go. Games were really ready. Evan, Evan, I'm trying. I know he's off book, but I'm trying. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling him back in. All right. Here we go. BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Jeremy Howard from Man vs. Meeple, and, v- and Verla and I, are our wallets are just hurting right now because game after game after game, and this is another one. This one is Furnace. I didn't even know about this game, and you put it Ooh, on the list. This, tell this tell me right about here. it. Man. So simple. <laughs> so simple. So simple. It doesn't look like it, though, man. So it doesn't. All right, so so basically it comes down to this. You are basically triggering off an engine in your player area, right? Okay. So you start off as like this bidding, okay? So you have like a, I think it's two, three, and four, two, three, and four bids, and you'll put them on like, it's like seven cards that are laid out, all right? The cool part about this cards is, is they have a top resource that you get if you don't win the bid. Um, And then what happens is, is whoever's losing, they get that, so four for this times that, okay? Oh. So what will happen is people will even bid knowing they're going to lose so they can get the resources. Mm-hmm. The person who wins the card gets to put it in their tableau, okay? So there's a really interesting thing here where you are people are basically bidding on stuff they definitely know they're not going to win, but they're going to get the right resources they want to spend on their cards when they come to their player area. So dig this. So now you get to a part where you have uh, you have cards that you can upgrade. Um, at the bottom of the cards, the bottom half of the cards, you have resources that you trigger. So you would turn in the stone that I just got. Like I, I would get four stone from what I just showed you. And then I would take them and I would convert them to points, to coins. And coins is just how we win the game. But you can also upgrade the cards with these little gear tiles, little gear pieces you get to flip them over and make the cards even more juicy. Nobody's messing with those. This Mm. is just yours. You can have a run of like five, six cards. I mean, like 10, 12 cards. And you get to trigger them from left to right in the order you want. You can actually switch the order so it's laid out properly for you to trigger your engine. That does lead to a lot of AP. This is a very AP heavy game if you do get into it because you're starting to build this insane engine on your own. But you also don't want to get too many cards because the point is you need resources. You need things that will convert, but you also need resources. So that's why people want to, you know, bid on stuff. They're 
completely not going to win because they just want, you know, four resources or two resources or three resources. But everybody's paying attention to how everyone's bidding and going, well, I mean, they want that card really bad, but I need the resources on top. So I'm going to bid low on that card. Or now that I've seen them put their four down, I'll put the two over there and I'll still get the card that I want. And then I'll use the four on one that I know I'm not going to win because there's tiebreaker rules too. So it's like, you kind of like, you're, you're always paying attention. You're paying attention. This is actually gets pretty intense as you get like into this game. And there's only four rounds, I believe. So, and then there's. Yeah, hey, chat crew. This is Ivan Lashin. I didn't yeah, realize is, that. I just checked it out. Yeah. Yvonne or Ivan Lashin, that yeah. smartphone, you know smart, how much the combo loves. Yeah. Smartphone, especially yeah. with the status update. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, formerly this, a this right here. Here. So this, this guy's a designer and a half, man. I'm telling so, you. You oh, now I'm really juiced about this. Oh, so man. this one is at Hobby World. Oh, right by the now. way, Daryl Andrews said Arcane Wonders yes, is I was just bringing this back. Okay. So it's with Hobby World right now. Uh, Arcane Wonders has brought some of their games over before. Um, by the way, another Hobby World game just came over. It's called Deranged. Um, and Arcane did not pick it up. It's a really interesting game. Um, By the way, but, thank you, Pan Panic Games. This is your last time ever on the show, so okay. good night. We'll no, <laughs> I love that cover, man. No, the cover about? actually looks really nice when you see it in person. It does yeah. look kind of a snooze fest when you see it from afar. I felt the same way. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that this one is really, really interesting. This is another one at game night where we're just like, yep. I just so, didn't know what's going on with these uh what's going on with these cards. So they here? all have these different abilities. These are people who were you know entrepreneurs at the time. As a matter of fact, when they come over to the states, there will be some additions to that with people of color. So you will have some ah, you know, diversity game. But they all give you different things that is going to be during the auction or they're going to be during your triggering time when you do run your engine. So they kind of have some that break the rules. Um, like you can put you can't put two of the same, you can't put two of the same number, I think, on the same card. But one can break that one. You know, uh, you can have, you know, like ones that help you get more, um, what is it, upgrade tokens. You can have ones that, you know, multiply the number of resources you get. Stuff like that. I can't remember all of them at the top of my head. I don't want to make sure. I don't want to make stuff up. So, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, let's just stick to the facts there. Okay, stick to the facts, bro. But, yeah, they have abilities. They have abilities. It's kind of cool. All right. So, so Verlet says 30 to 60 minutes. That's right up, uh, you know, his alley. Yeah, I was say, it, it yeah. seems like 60 minutes the first time you play, 45 minutes if you don't have the AP crowd, though, you know? So it looks like midweight, yeah. maybe yeah. middle, maybe even less than midweight. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I have I'm not excited. played, I have not played the two player mode in that one. There is a third player in that one. I do not, uh, a third player of some sort. I, I, I can't remember that one entirely. Like I said, I don't want to speak too freely if I don't know. But you do need to know that there's a variant for two. It's not just straight two. I okay. like what I'm hearing. And Thank that is Furnace from Hobby World coming to here from Arcane Wonders. So keep an eye out for that one. BJ Morgan, mm -hmm. I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard. And Berla and I are checking out some of the spicy hot games he's played recently. We're trying to get people to open up their Christmas wallets and help out the economy. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm going to tell you, I know these guys over at uh, at Elf Creek Games. I like these people a lot. You yeah, know, Mike and Brent, they're awesome, two awesome dudes. Yeah. I've hung out with them at different conventions. Uh, act, um, uh, Mike's been on the show before. Honey Buzz is one that I kind of I kind of didn't take a, a close look. And then when it came out and I started seeing a little bit about the actions, Verla, when, have you seen the board and everything else on it? 
Oh, it's gorgeous. This has been probably one of my highest anticipated uh, midway. You and Kelly had it? Here. No. No, I didn't back it. I regret it. As soon as we get it in at work, it's going to be mine. Here's what I'm hoping that Jeremy can verify something. Because what I'm hearing is this is not Merchants of the Dark Road or anything super, super heavy. This is going to be one that I can pull out with my family at Christmas time play maybe even give to some of my nieces and nephews that like games but are you know they're not into you know the biggest of the game <laughs> they don't want right. to play merv this is not merv right jeremy sell me on it honey buzz hmm. uh-oh i'll explain it and if you have any further questions you let me know oh all right okay. so this is all a right. worker placement game um it's worker placement tile laying and what you're doing is is you're placing workers in this little b area so what happens is is you're placing your workers in this little beehive kind of thing uh, at different spots, and they'll give you specific resources wherever you place them, that kind of thing like that. So you see these different ones down here. Um, they're going to give you, you know, tiles that you'll have. So once you get these tiles, these look like this, you'll start to lay them in formation where they kind of attach, but they don't touch the white. And you'll make these formations with the, like, around there. And what will happen is, is as you complete one, Really, Evan? Really? Way too soon, Evan. This There's right a lot here. of buzz about these games. Yeah, no. Let me see this. Let me try to do this in my hand. So when you complete it like this, kind of like this, sorry, like this. Okay. So let's all come together. As you can see, like that, all the icons that I have on there, like that little worm right there and all these, they all trigger. So oh, now okay. I get to take all those actions. And that would be things like multiply, like I get more of my workers. Um, that would be things like I get money to spend on resources. And I also can do something called forging, which means I can move across this map. So on the board, there are a whole bunch of these like little neck, like tiles and stuff that are on here. And you're trying to get the specific nectar you need um, because those little, that little formation I made, if I get the right nectar, I can put it inside my little formation that I have around there. Okay. And then I can fan it to make honey, okay? So I can fan it to make honey. So I have these right here and I trade them in on this resource market. Okay, so the resource market- So you're making honey and, the, oh, the bees are finally making some money off their honey. You make the formation. So they have the different formation card. Okay, so you get that. So then you make formations for a specific type of nectar. You go out on the board, you get that nectar. Then you trade it in on this resource market here. Rinse, wash, repeat. Then, then you have these cards that are like mission cards that you'll also score points for if you can, you, uh, if you want to buy those. You also have. Uh, let's see. Uh, I mean, uh, look at look at the components. But you also have oh, yeah. different scoring cards as well that are in the middle of the board. As a matter of fact, I'll just show you like this. Um, you have these different scoring cards right here. Um, they're going to be three different ones, and they're different types of scoring. So you have different ways of chasing points. Um, is that a more advanced way to play, or that comes no, in every game? It's part of the game. So, and they have easy ones. Um, there's actually an easy setup for the game. There's easy, medium, and hard, and they have multiples of them. So you have so many options with this game. But the interesting part about this one is, is that um, you and you can do like a little Manhattan. Uh, what is that? Manhattan Project Energy Empire, where if you place yeah. the same spot, you have to play pay more. That kind of stuff like that. Sure. So there's just definitely some strategy to how this goes. You know, put on workers, take them off kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it, 
the big thing comes from the AP, the AP part of this game, which would be any detractor from someone, is how you're putting these together. Okay, how you put these together because, like I said, I showed you before with that card. As you can see, these get they they can get complex because you need a specific type to put okay. that nectar in. You can't just you know put whatever you want in there. So it, it's that's where it becomes interesting. And that picture that you have down there, like you need the specific type. So you also have a little war of going through and grabbing the right resources as well. So you're using an action to get around that little thing. So the stuff in the side of each picture, that's that's the different types of that's resources? That's the nectar that you want. Okay. That's the nectar you want. And you will put it inside your little formation. Okay. Yeah. And that's yeah, so there's and it's set collection for, fashion or more like resources? So you have set you, all of it. Both of it. <laughs> both. Wow. So that's I what I'm saying. Just, it's not I thought this is like a family way game. No, that's the thing. It, it can be. But I think the only reason why younger players are going to struggle with this one is because of the complexity of making the specific formations. Now, really, all it boils down to is three tiles make one, four tiles make two, you know this one, yeah. five tiles make this one. You have to you have to get around that. But it would be frustrating to play if you didn't hmm. understand that concept because you're just trying to make these things go together. Well, if you only put three tiles together, you're only going to have three actions. You put four tiles together, you have four actions. You want to kind of make it so they both trigger at the same time, and you do have honeycomb setups where it will trigger both at the same time, which is what you want optimally, so you can get up to six actions at once. So, What are the beeples made out of? Is that wood or, or that plastic, acrylic type stuff? Yeah, this is a deluxe edition, so, you know, they got a the little for, honeycomb. For I'm, not, I'm not giving uh, – what is that? They got the little little honey stick. Oh, yeah. honey stir. No, Topher, it's not Queen Games that publishes this game. It's it's Elf Creek Games designed by Paul Solomon. Yeah, Paul Solomon. Yeah, Paul Solomon. Really good up-and-coming designer. Um, and then they got these little pouches here. They got these little bee pouches. Yeah, Elf Creek always goes all the way out. Yeah, hey, did you know that uh, that Adrian and Daryl have a game coming out with beavers in that same universe with Elf Creek? What? Yeah. Is it called Beaver Dam? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> It's set in the Sweetwater Grove universe where Honey Buzz exists, coming out next year. Well, that'll be Daryl's like uh, 700th wait, wait, wait. game published. Oh, 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 that guy is, is just that, prolific. Uh, <laughs> is that the uh, Paradox? What's that? Is that Paradox Initiative? That's probably uh, not. Well, no, we'll have to find out from him. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's really cute. On the side of the box, they have all the games from Elf Creek. And each one of them has like bees playing I the game. I saw that. I it's saw so, that. That's it's cute. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, cute. it's absolutely ridiculous. Did you know in the deluxe edition it comes with actual bees? Yes, I actually got stung one by one in the neck, and I slept for two days. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard a review yet, though, Jeremy. We're gonna get anything, or is is the non-review the review we're gonna get? Oh, for that game? For Honey Buzz, yeah. Uh, so I mean, like on, honestly, I played the prototype live okay. almost a year ago. And I I, that. Yeah, and I knew it was good, you know. Um, and I, I really can't say much less about this final product. The the, the components are good. Um, the gameplay is generally good. And it's a nice puzzle, but outside of the really being a you know a heavy AP thing, I think some of the cards, um, sometimes the card market is a little too dominant. Um, there's a couple other things in there, but I will probably do a full review of this one. Uh, this surprises me because I think it's worth 
I think it's really is worth giving a full once over. By the way, amping up big reviews coming up here in 2021. I'm getting prepared, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Well, the the box makes me think Ticket to Ride ish. You know that no. light level, and it's <laughs> not. This looks a lot more complicated. <laughs> no, and the thing is, it's not complicated. It's just okay. it can be, and I would fear that younger players would be at a major disadvantage. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's Honey Buzz from Elf Creek Games. Yeah, interesting. The Beeple's game. Player, solo mode is very good. They have a lot of cards in there. Um, they have a lot of solo um, scoring cards. Uh, and you you are beating the AI. Um, there is an actual AI. They even have dice for the, um, for the deluxe edition. So if this is going to be a solo-only purchase, I definitely feel comfortable recommending this one because there's so much gameplay in it. And especially if you're going to be playing multiplayer, this will round out the box really well. So I, I, that's a big thing for me. If you're not a solo gamer primarily, and you know you're going to be playing with at least one other person or something like that, this game scales perfectly. Um, they actually make it. They actually make it smaller for you. There's even a more advanced mode where you can play with it blind, so you get the memory and flip it mm-hmm. over. So they, they've got some things. They got some things. It sounds like there's a lot of variety, and I'm usually not a solo gamer, but I feel like a game like this, and especially with what you're saying with all that it offers solo, like Mm -hmm. I would probably actually enjoy solo. And it's so hands off. It's I mean, you flip you flip a card off the deck, restrict restrict the uh, worker placement spot. That's it. Nice. I like that. I like that. Hey, BJ, take get the host chat when you get a chance. Okay, well, so how are you doing there, Jeremy? You uh, you feel like you got another game in you or not? I got plenty. Let's go. All right. All right, here we go. What's we got? All right. Uh, let's see. So. <laughs> let's go. I'm good. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guest here, Jeremy Howard. We're talking spicy-eyed games. Let's see if we can sneak in a, a game or two more. Red Cathedral Ooh, from Devere yeah. Games getting a lot of buzz, especially yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, the last couple of weeks, it's everywhere on social media. But Jeremy's yeah. got the scoop for us. Tell us about Red Cathedral. Oh, one second here with the Red Cathedral. Uh, have you, have you oh played yeah, Red Cathedral? Oh, here, okay. here it is. First of all, it you can actually see it on TTS if you really, really want to play it whatnot. Uh, tabletop, tabletopia. Um, so what you're basically doing is, is you are, there's a kind of a castle you're helping build. Um, and on that castle, you have these cards laid up, like going up on the side of the board. And you also have this little town board area here as well. And there's going to be dice in certain spots around here in these little three spots. And there's also going to be resources in these little spots right here. And then on the corners, you're going to have these kind of citizens, different parts that represent that quadrant, the different quadrants on here. And they're going to have abilities that you can trigger. So what you're doing on your board is you're taking one of three actions. And what you're really doing is, is claiming one of the cards that helps build the building. And that basically makes it so you can only put resources on that card. Another thing you can do is put on resources on a card. And then another one that you can do on that city board is you can take a die and move it across that many spaces and gain the resources for wherever you stop at. Plus trigger one of the guys, the, the people that you stop in front of, and they'll give you extra coins. They'll give you extra resources. They'll give you conversion of resources. And, what you're doing is, is you're building this little bit of an engine going on um, so that you can score points, but also I think it's called like intrigue. And what happens is, is it, at, at the beginning, it's it's like five, five intrigue to one point. 
then it goes four to one point, three to one point, two to one point, and then eventually you start scoring points towards the end. But what you're ultimately trying to do is build these cards by putting resources on them. And then all of a sudden you have um, parts of the building that are officially built, the, ca the cathedral are built. And that's where you gain the influence, which is part of the game. And as you do that, players can place their, their markers higher and higher, and you start to build your cards, these cards as you go up. And you're trying to do like a little bit of an area dominance. So like if you're in that column next to the board, um, if you have the most influence in that column, then you get the you get points for the entire column of the building, oh, in a sense. Okay. So there's a fight for that stuff, um, and that's really cutthroat. Also, people who uh, have not completed their parts under you, they lose points. So there's really like a kind of a beatdown thing going on. May not be a big deal for you. Some people don't like that. Um, but yeah, you got some interesting little things like even if you don't complete a card, if someone else completes a card, you can pay jewels to put little windows in their spots. So that helps you get some more influence even when you didn't finish things. Uh, so there's a lot of small stuff going on. There's even a cool little uh, trigger that happens when you take dice, uh, when you take one of the pieces off, you can put a tile in your board. You want to come back to me real quick? Real, real quick. Yep. Hold on. So on the cards, on the cards, they have these, um, they have these little tiles when you claim them. What you do is, is you put, you pay, whoops, we'll flip this over. You pay this coins and you put it on the tile like this. So then when you go to town and you trigger a red die, you move the red die. I mean, you move, you, you move your red die and then you get this resource. Well, there's also some that when you move that color, uh, let me see. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Let me do this. Then you may see this color red. You move the red die, but then you also get the benefit of the blue die. So now you're getting resources from two different sides of the board. Ooh, on the thing. Yeah. So it's and then when you get done doing your action as well, you roll the die and it changes the board game state. So there's a lot of, you know, there's there's definitely some you're like wait, hold on now. Like, okay, they moved the die I wanted, but now it's a two. That seems more juicy. <laughs> and then you can also, if, you, if it matches your player color, you can even pay to move further along the track. So if you're too short or something like that, die, that yellow die is a one. You can move it one spot. But if you wanted to pay, you could actually play it to move further if your color is yellow. Even okay. the white. Yeah. So there's like a little bit of there's a little bit of that going on. And like you see, like you see the red die, I would get that resource. But then I would also get the resource from the blue. So that's a way to kind of get the resources you need to contribute to building the cathedral. How, how big is this box? It looks okay. Like so this is a small box. I know. I, it's not it's, that big. You're describing a but, pretty big game. But, but the thing is, is when you lay it out, it's bigger than what you think. Like when you play a four-player game, you got some choices to make because it's actually like it's pretty sprawling. Like it, yeah, it's not small. So, like so I'm curious small, on, yeah. on 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 the website. It says thirty to one hundred twenty minutes a game. Is that I'm gonna say I'm gonna say your first game is gonna be close to two hours. Okay. I think so. you're. I think. I think lower player counts will get to an hour, two player. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it's just it's just one of those games that's going to require like you're not going to let you don't want to let stuff slide because there's a lot of negative impacts. If someone has like there's sometimes let's, I'll just use it for example. There will be uh, one part of the cathedral that will be like one, two, three, four cards. 
Well, once I put something on the bottom, which is the door level, anybody can claim stuff above it. So what happens is if somebody may complete something way up at the top, and then when they complete the card, everybody below it who hasn't finished loses influence. So you don't want to be the last one. So you're trying to figure out, like, how can I get to this first? But I need to get the resources I want. Uh, you know, and then it's like, it's just a weird, it's just a weird combination. It's a very interesting game. I don't know if everybody's going to like this game. Okay. Because the theme is super dry. Um, and I know how, like, they might not be a fan of the art style. And, I, you know, people do judge books by their covers. Um, and I feel like this is one of those games that might suffer from that. But the scoring system is really interesting. Um, I like the interaction in this one. It's just a real <sighs> thinky game. <laughs> you know? so, I, I hate saying thinky, but you it know, really Beer, is a thinky game. It's a it's it's a really thinky game. The Beer Games is one of those games that is one of those companies that's much bigger in Europe they, than here in America. But they also publish the like most like they just have different games. Oh yeah, you're Nothing, right. Nothing's like Silk. Barcelona, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Michael Strogoff. Right. Um, right. There's a there's a kids learning game that they have. Like the one about, I played like, was the one that had Warhammer figures, and you're racing these crazy carts and kicking each so, other. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what are we? It's what like are we all these strange about? themes. What was that yeah. other one with uh, Papa uh, Papao? Whatever Papao. That's them. That was yeah. like this crazy dice placement type game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> they have interesting titles. Burley, you excited? What do you think? This uh, is. A, I'm yeah. really curious about it this i'm kind right. of like you said the art really doesn't draw me in and that's so big and that's, for me but i don't big. want to you know cast it aside because no, of that especially no, when i, I totally feel you so. totally feel you all right well that's red cathedral from devere games um interesting not a lot of chatter on the chat crew but that's okay might no, that's be something okay. might be something to play all right jeremy you ready to play it. a game or you got one more no, game no, you want to talk about no no put dwellings on there all right, on one more game. One more put, game. Put dwellings on there. Check room. Get your wallets. Get your wallets. Get your checkbooks. Get your credit cards. We got one more game yeah, to talk about. This is the one, go is right the one you want to save for the last. But game. I do want to have time for a game because okay. I've got some games this is the, to give out tonight. Okay, good. All right. BJ so, from Morgan Go. I've got my guests here, Jeremy Howard and Verla and I are talking spicy hot games. The next one on the list, Dwellings of Eldervale from Breaking Games, something no one's talking about anywhere on social media at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. So, what if I told you there was a game that has worker placement, area control, influence, tableau building? I'd say monsters with monsters with monsters with uh, with abilities. Sixteen different factions with abilities. Game trays. Game trays. Like <laughs> it all. So, and you know what they what they have? That's the coolest thing of them all. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. What's he got? What's he got? Hold on. Let's breaking well, Of course, I, I got the one that. Oh, hold on one second. Hold on a second. Uh, there it is. Sound effects. Oh my god! Wait, what is that? The little monster, the phoenix. No way. Yes. <laughs> that is glorious. Yeah, dude. Hold on, hold on. I gotta grab one more. I gotta grab one more. Sorry, There's I gotta have to do this. I have to do this. This is absolutely ridiculous because it has nothing to do with the gameplay, other than it's just absolutely ridiculous and cool. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, like, like right. literally, like this lava monster, and they have two different forms. So yeah, and they're huge. <laughs> 
Oh my who God. even cares? Like, who cares, right? Okay. So anyway, in this game, like, so this really is cares. toy game the Euro. Okay? That's what this yeah, is. Right. Toy like, game you're not Euro. even like really like seriously. Um, <laughs> so you're placing your workers, uh, your workers on these things, and you're gonna get tiles. Um, these tiles, these little tiles here. This is just the regular ones, but they're little little tiles. And they have multiple uses. So you can use them for resources. You can use them to put in cards to trigger abilities. Um, and then you also have this little, little control here. Uh, what you're trying to do is, is put these dwellings on there, dwellings of Elder Vale, so that you can scroll multipliers sure. by taking over um, certain elements. Um, there's going to be an elemental board on the side with different cards. And as you open the gates to those, you're going to get different cards. Those cards are going to have different abilities that affect everything i mean they can they set up walls they get they trigger up more cards in your tableau they they do all these different things and you'll have a tableau over there um, that will expand your your point multipliers for you know your point multipliers at the end game there's actually a little there's like a elemental tracks that go around um and they actually are contingent upon like how many people are playing so if you have you know five people you're going to use all of them if you have two people you're only going to use four so it's like you know what elements you're dealing with um, and they have little mechanisms for everything. So, like, if you go to the to this magical land and go get these doors, you can actually buy a card, but then you can also buy a card. You can bury a card as well. So you can, like, do things, like, kind of strategically to not let everybody just get what they want. Um, you also have these dwellings. So interesting part about this game is, is when you put the dwellings on there, your worker becomes the dwelling. So you lose a worker, but they add to your influence for that area, and they also what? contribute to your dice pool for when you get into attack situations. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So these workers, you have your basic workers, you have your basic workers, sure. and then you have your warriors, which like help you fight and they contribute more dice. You have your wizards where they can just go anywhere on the board. And then you have your dragons that can move up to two away. So you can't just fly around the board. You can only go around. Like once you place a worker, you can only go like one step away. So like in a, you know, area around them. Sure. But, happens is, is these types of warriors also change depending on the faction now this is just one color right and this will tell you the different abilities that they have i pop this out and i flip it over different abilities different faction different abilities wow yeah and they have these these game trays in it as well so everything is neatly organized it's all packed in there um yeah super and, replayable lots to explore right yeah and then so the, the crazy part is is that you also have these monsters so the monsters come out and they have their own abilities as well when you get within one space of them they move over to you i was hoping that it would do that on cue um <laughs> over to you and they do these little things that affect the board game state like this one will probably have like um it'll push everybody away so you can't fight them but everybody can come in and fight together if they're next to you so like I'll go fight a guy, but then people next to me can join in as well. And whoever wins the battle will uh, will get like points or whatever. But whoever loses goes to the underworld. <laughs> it sounds crazy, and they get they get a sword so they can win fights later on. In so so okay. it's like you have ways of like dealing with this fight thing if you don't like the fight part. And you're chucking a crap ton of dice, <laughs> a crap ton of dice. That's the one part that people maybe not like. But there's so many ways around making that work for you. Um, and I I just encourage people to really take a look at this one. It's so out of the box. It sounds like a freaking disaster when you explain it. 
Like, I remember when I first heard about this game, and um, Peter asked me to cover it because it had a solo mode. A solo mode is almost perfection. And uh, I got I a said, picture of it there. Is that, yeah, is that I, said, I'll play it. I was like, I'll play it. And then um, I ended up just loving that game. And then I knew, I said, if this game comes out in 2020, it's going to be my game of the year. And uh, I played the final copy, and I was just absolutely blown away. Yeah, there's there's so many things I, I just glossed over because there's a lot going on in this game. It's not a, it's not a light game at all. Like there's nothing near a light game because there's just a lot of small things that you can use, you know, cards for. And I'm not yeah, hearing it pigeonholed though. I, I mean, I'm hearing some Ameritrashy. I'm hearing some Yuri. I'm hearing everything. some conflict. There's everything. I didn't even talk about magic cards. Magic magic cards can score points. They let off spells. They have it just there's so much going on in this game. How um, how hard is it to learn? It's going to take about 30 minutes to teach. It's going to take about 20, 30 minutes to teach. So it's not a light game. It's not a light game at all. Um, And it's not because the rules are clunky. It's actually very simple. You are placing workers or taking them off. Um, You are playing, you know, playing cards or using resources that are free actions, just like any Euro game. Uh, But, you know, of course, in true like Lacerda fashion, there's always a whole bunch of executive actions to follow. Right. Play a card. Pick a card. Play a card. Pick a card. Right. When you talk, when you pull your workers off, guess what you can do? You can do several things. You can buy more workers. You can trigger some resources on your card. You can do like there's so many things that you you get to do. that are very pleasing in this game. And I just. That's a great game. Christian yeah. says easy to teach, but it, it's Maybe, that's a, a long it, teach. But it, easy. It's a long teach, but it it's I mean, it's literally everything that's happening is something that you've seen happen in a game before. It's just when you get to like the monsters and how they work, um, and then how you get like the mat, like the cards out of there, the elemental cards. You need to know how that system works so you know how your multipliers will match up. But I mean, it is easy to teach. It's just you know, what do you think, know what you're working with. Okay, there's elements like of it that don't sound like me at all. But everything you've described, I want to jump in and try this. It sounds I know really that's what I would say. And then like the factions are just completely different. I mean. They're completely Christian different. says 18 different factions, by yeah, the way. Yeah, there's 18. 18. Like that's yeah. I mean, like they're so di- like they're they work so different, like enough because like everybody has a dragon, wizard, you know, all that stuff like that. But it also just the the differences that they have feel OP in the right way. So everybody has their like their little overpoweredness, maybe extra dice, maybe uh, you can't join in a battle that they're in. All these just just small little details that you're like, ooh, I can do that, yay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then you start adding those tableau cards in there, start adding monsters in there because the monsters can be different every game. You'll have at least four, I believe, in every game. So you you don't even know when those are going to come out because the tiles come out. You're like, oh, here's a monster. Where are you putting the monster? You know, I'll put it right next to you, so you can't go there. You know, like, and that, yeah, it's it's just um, I, it's yeah, great. I want to try this. I want to play this. I know it is not good. I'm like uh, Verla. I missed the Kickstarter, and now I'm regretting yeah. it. This would have been this would have been fun to have. This delivered. one plays up to four. Somebody's in the chat. I'm, oh, Jay's asking. I, I'm not kidding you. Like this, and it works at all players' counts because of tile scale. So okay. Uh, okay. I played it. I've actually played it mostly two player, and I believe the designer and publisher said they tested it pretty much most of the time at two player. So they know it. One to five, best yeah, of five. four. Yep. So, four, okay. four is four is the best, followed by one. Actually, they just—they're really all good modes. I think when it says best at four, it's just because you get to see everything. Three, 
3.2 weight on BGG. It's uh, a, a little chunkier than I thought. I'm serious, dude. It's not. Got uh, to meet. Luke Lorry doesn't design light games, yeah, though. That's true. Like, yeah. You know, Mad Hat Energy Empire is about the same weight. And then um, Whistle Mountain is about the same weight. So. Okay. Got some eight. So worker placement, got some fantasy. It's got the crazy over the top production. Yeah. Ooh, this is one. Sound I, effects. I, I know. Come on, man. And sound what effects. Are, what are we doing sound here? Effects. What are we doing here? I like that. I like that. All right. So that's. <laughs> that is uh, Dwellings of Eldervale from Breaking Games. Our I'm just going to whip these them. out, by the way, at random. So just expect me to be turning these on as we play. Yes. By the way, we, we got to say th- we got to say a big congrats to uh, Christian Strain, man. Knocked it out of the park <laughs> with uh, one of our favorite games, Asking for Troubles. Good job, man. Good that job, was a man. really well kickstart. You know, hey, he took it down, retooled a little bit, came back, and knocked it out the park. See, the and that's, that's the move, man. Great. I was just talking about this on the podcast. We went really deep um, about 10 things that we look for in a Kickstarter, myself and Alex from Board Game Co. Check that video out. And we were pretty serious about some of the things that publishers are doing and don't do because I've worked with a lot of publishers on small projects. And I've just seen enough over my years and just talking about it behind the scenes. want to know more about the business. And uh, some of the things I still see are just not good. Uh, some things I see are good. And we really had, we had about an hour and a half discussion because Alex is a business guy. You know, he also does the business of Kickstarter as well, you know? So we really broke that stuff down. And what he did was exactly what you want to do. It's, 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 it's okay to take the lumps. It's about how you respond, man. Like, and he did what, what do your backers want? And you need to find that out. You need to take it on the chin and do something about it. Super engaging in the comments did, you know, retooled the way the page looked and then even had this cool thing where, if you wanted to, you could help him design one of the ships in yeah. the game. Guess what? Which you is could have cut corners. So much fun. Cut corners. He didn't have to do that. He didn't, he didn't have, have to. That, he has, he has fans. He yeah. has fans. He, he didn't have to do that. But well, Jeremy, we have had a, a fantastic year bookend by yeah. Jeremy Howard. Jeremy was early in the year and then late in the year, coming on with a ton of games, lots of sound effects. As a big thank you, I've got some games tonight to give away. I've got yes. Exit. Let's give away some hey, Nick Elkins. I've got silver coin silver coin to give away game that keeps on giving baby i love that those coin like there's i love a good slick card game as you can tell we did some card games tonight i've got weird giraffes and got galactic raptors stickers from all of their little games there cool very nice i've even got some steve jackson games so we've got we've got tons of stuff i got a big Remember, Tumbletown is coming. It, it just launched. Uh, just, just, just deliver, right? From uh, starting, right? yeah, it should be yeah. delivering pretty. I want to get my hands on that one, definitely. So, I yeah. played it. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun. Uh, so yeah, we got a bunch of games here. We're gonna give out to the big winner. We're gonna be playing for the first time ever. This was uh, Verlo. This is your idea, or Steve's idea. Whose idea was this? Um, I won't take credit for this one. It wasn't okay. mine. Probably Jay's idea. Somebody's Jay's idea. Maybe. We decided to play a game that Jeremy Howard has never played. Jeremy's been on the show so many times, Steve, that we have had no choice but to, but to come up with another game. I know. <laughs> so the, the game we got tonight. Way too much. <laughs> no, no. Hey, you're making us work, man. I just noticed I didn't even have the names on. So let me get that done. So, yeah, we got uh, Mons Drosity from friend of the show, Eric Lawson. Yeah. One of the coolest party games that I have played. And so, no, Nick, you can you got to win the game. You can't just ask for silver coin. You have to actually win the game. So, Steve, tell the chat crew how can they win a copy of all these games here? How are they going to win it? Playing. I think you're going to have to do this one, BJ, because we, we were talking about the, the artist drawing. I don't know That's how you got it. 
I don't know how you've got it planned for the chat to win I'm this. Still doing it. Oh wait, I know. Oh, how you, how? There's no way for chat to win. They're drawing right, and we're voting on them. The chat's drawing too because they don't have the ability to to send to me in our our messenger. Oh, that's right. We did change that up. Okay, so yeah, I guess we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to do this on the fly, Jeremy. So, okay. so what we're gonna do is we've got a couple people drawing. Who 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 got drawing so far? I think we've got me, Verla, Jay, maybe Kelly, if she's still around. And Kelly's those were the there. folks who said those were the folks who said yes. Evan, I don't know if Evan was still available too. How's the game going to work? And what I'll do is I'll, I'll figure out a way to give out some of these games. All right. Well, what's going to end up happening is with Monstrosity, you've got um, these fantasy monster characters, and we're kind of going to be like, uh, you know, best moment of the show, Steve. The three Jeremys <laughs> with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> still, still haunted. She should still be haunted. It is, it is. Um, yeah, I wake up in cold sweats at that. Um, <laughs> the idea of the game is going to be that BJ is going to give Jeremy a picture, and that'll start it. He'll get twenty, you know, get to look at it for a little while, and he'll have to describe to us what he sees in the picture of this character or monster. We're going to be drawing blind, like uh, like um, crime sketch artists. So we're going to have him. He's going to be able to tell us for maybe twenty or thirty seconds what he sees in the picture. We'll have to draw for maybe a minute or so uh, about what we see, and then Jeremy's going to take a look at ours and decide which one best looks like the monster <laughs> that he saw at the scene of the crime. And I just saw Julie with the three Jeremys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had that picture quick. We could do that. I, I wish you had the Jer three Jeremys picture. <laughs> I got it, Steve. Here's what we can do. So everybody that votes, yep. I'm going to keep track of all the people that vote, okay. and then I'm going to roll some dice, and we're going to pick That sounds one. good. That sounds right. good. So, all Jack, right. all you got to do is participate. Looks like Evan's in. Looks like Kevin's in. We got a bunch of people in. Kelly's <clears throat> in. All right. So I need I need to send Steve to uh, audio, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Send me down. Okay. Let's see. So you're you're still in, Steve. You're just gotcha. in audio right now. Okay. Perfect. But do I need then, to go down too so I don't see it? I don't think so. I'm going to actually text the picture to Jeremy so he oh, can okay. see that, and then I'm yeah. going to show this in the stream. All right. So. I think I've got you all set up, right, Steve? Mm -hmm, I think so. And I'm gonna. Do you want me to draw too, or just manage the picture? Why not? Oh, it's right. up to you, man. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll got a bunch of people here. Yeah, hey, a chat crew. To win this, all you got to do is make a comment, and I'm gonna be writing down names while everybody else is doing their stuff. Jeremy, are you ready to play Monstrosity? Send it to me, baby. Let's do it. You're gonna be the narrator first, and then I'll. I may just keep getting you and Verla to be the narrator. It's that way I can help run the uh, the game. We'll see. <clears throat> Verla, you up for narrating? If necessary, I can try. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, oh, wrong one. So, hey, uh, Jeremy, get your uh, messenger out. I'm up. I'm taking a picture of the thing right now. Okay. Right, so while, your while you're doing that, I'm seeing some quotes, from, some questions from people uh, who are going to be the drawers. Evan, Kevin, what you can do, draw your picture on a regular piece of paper, take a picture of it with your camera and send it to me in the gateway uh, chat. And I'll post I'll post them to VJ that way. All right, Jeremy, I sent it to you. This is art by the Micho, by the way. By the Micho. If you if you played uh, Raiders of the Law, Raiders of uh, the North Sea or North any of those games, Miko. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. All right, so you got the Micho. You got you got his little picture. Okay, so I can't say what it is. I can only describe body parts. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you 20 seconds to look at it because guess what? You're gonna have to put your phone down after that. And then for two, for two minutes, you're going to describe what you saw. Okay? So 20 seconds starts now. You take a look. All right. So, Verlo, what do you think? Are you interested in maybe uh, doing some describing? Maybe? How am I going to get this? I'll, I'll just send I'll you a um, – Okay. I'll, if in you have your phone handy. Yeah. 
I'll I'll put it in the Gumbo Live one, and that'll be one okay. that uh, that Steve will just have to not look I'll at. Stay. You know, I'll stay up. <clears throat> just on those, uh, Steve. But on this one, it's Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, your twenty seconds are up. I'm gonna let you take it away. A chat chat crew that is participating in the drawing. Jeremy's gonna have two minutes to describe what he saw without looking at the picture. The rest of you, chat crew, you're just gonna take a look at the pictures and vote on who you think is the person. All right, go ahead, Jeremy. Okay, time starts now. Okay, so this beast has it looks like a coat ringer coat hanger with uh, a shower shower head for arms for a second set of arms and suction cup like legs okay so what what happens is is this basically is a it's it's a stick doesn't have like a face it actually just has like a hat um, like a hat rack look so it's it's long and skinny it's like long and skinny straight up but sticking out of the hat rackish like arms are shower heads instead like shower heads but they have lips and they have teeth that look like kind of suction cupish um, for each arm uh, it's it's a palish looking color um, it's not wearing a gingerbread suit <laughs> you got one minute um, it's got it's got eyes that I think are just individual eye-ish. They're not like full face. There's no face to this thing. Um, it's kind of skinny, wrinkly. Um, just think of it as not a body. It, it's not fully a body. It's just a basically, like I said, a stand. Like think mic stand. Think, um, yeah, like think mic stand. Think hat rack. That kind of thing that's on the ground. Um, hey, Berla, if any of you have questions, throw them out. If you got questions in the chat group, oh, Topher says long and skinny. Yeah, long, skinny, straight up and down. Let's think of myself as like a skinny kid, tall, straight, and then also dangling off because it really doesn't have a face or a real body. Its body is like that stick that's in the middle. And hanging off of it are these kind of uh, arms that are, like I said, look like shower curtains that have the the kind of hanging shower curtains that rain over you kind of thing. So they have like this big hole with teeth and lips. And uh, yeah, it looks like if you were to take a shower under it, it would have teeth and it would bite you in the face. Jerry, right. I got you. The, uh, uh, J Jeremy can hear you. So if you have any questions for him, anything, you got uh, 10 seconds. <laughs> I got it. The only question is, do I have to show my picture? Yeah, you have <laughs> All right, to show there we go. That's your, that's your two minutes, Jeremy. All right. Yeah. So now uh, Steve's going to throw right. the pictures into. I got to take a picture of my own. All right. So let's start. Uh, let's start making a list there, Jeremy. Uh, you know, I'm going to start writing them down here. Have all the people checking in. Let's see what we got. All right. We got. Hey, look, you got a couple of compliments there. Jen said some great descriptions. Uh, Very nice. I got to see these. These picks got to be good. Yeah, yeah, no, they don't have to be. If we had Christian Strain in there. Uh, I don't know. Chris can't do it. He cannot do it. He cannot right. focus. <laughs> he does I, I got to start pulling some in now. Yeah. Chris, get up. Get up. I'm going through all the list here. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I had a good middle picture. Of course, I knew what I was looking for. So, yeah. Uh, let's see what we get. I got uh, Fiona checking in. We got Evan. 
Nick, of course, Nick just wants to win the game, of course. Yeah, I know, Nick, if uh, we, we, hey, Nick, we're, we're basically testing this game out. We're going to try to figure out a way to get everybody involved in it. I think that would be fun. Patricia Terkinan, Patricia B. Uh, any kind of comment. That's right, Jen. But voting is what we're really looking for, too. So we're looking for voting. Yeah. I'm looking All for right. people that are going to participate. So you got it? You got some, you got some uh, pictures? I'm getting, I'm getting some, but it's I got to pull them from the chat one by one. Does the, the, the monster have a name? His name is Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. I like that. His name is Jeff. Oh, just I got a, a, a guy named Jeff. That's it. He's just a guy named Jeff. Christian would have been really good at this. One. Oh, Julie. <laughs> Julie's drawing, by the way. I'm putting you on the spot, Jeremy. Oh, man. Let's see it. Did you oh, send it? Nice. Did you send these uh, pictures? I'm, Steve's still putting it in there. I'm still putting them in there. They're going coming one by one. There's a lot more people than I thought drawing. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Dude, I want to tell you right now. No, I'm serious. Monstrosity, must own games. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I played this last year at uh, last year, right when he was about to, they were, I think they had just picked it up. And I played it. Let me tell you, it gets silly real quick. Okay. Like the drawing, the drawings get a little silly real quick. Um, Kevin Moe said it sounded like the Beauty and the Beast, uh, some, some animal out of the Beauty and the Beast house. Okay. Paul, you're throwing me off. I thought your name was Paul. Now he's saying it's Jeff. So Paul for Bannock Games. I think I think he's making a maybe I think, Paul joke. I think that's all I got. All I right. haven't. I have, oh, show. Wait a second, Verlas. I might have missed Verlas. I don't see anybody in here though. Have you added them to the document? Oh, yeah. there you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're all in there. All right. So and here, I think here's a one. Yes. I don't know who this is, but uh, hopefully Steve's keeping track of it. Well, <laughs> I think I figured we, we it out. We can look at them that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. So take a look, Jeremy. That's that's uh, the first one. Uh, I mean that's that one's small. Oh no, I like this one though. That somebody okay. that does look like Beauty and the that's Beast a little bit. I don't know. That's not All bad. Chat crew, chat crew, this is B one. We're gonna see some votes that's, coming up. That's pretty good. This is C one. Ooh, interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, I'm liking D one, Jeremy. Oh, I'm no. liking D one. Yeah, yeah, D one. Let's take a look at it. I'm not sure what E1 was drawing. <laughs> Let me see E1. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, based on this, it's somewhat accurate, though. No, I think E1 was drawing me in my costume. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are lips and there are suction cups. <laughs> oh, I, li I like it. Like, that monster looks like he got shot. <laughs> And it's leaking water. <laughs> He's bleeding. He's bleeding it out. All right. So this is F1 here. Interesting. I, I kind of like this one. This is not bad. Uh, hey, not you bad. know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are your choices. Chat crew, hey, chat crew, we can start voting. Now we have to see. Do we get to see the comparison, though, to me? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Roll, uh, roll up. That was pretty close. Second place. Roll it up. Oh, I like D one. Oh man! Well, per, first Jeremy and I are going to vote. But you're the only ones who have seen the actual picture yet. Chat crew yeah. hasn't seen it yet, so they don't know what to vote on. 
Okay. Oh, that's true. So we got to show them. That's right. All right. With. Not that guy. Just not that one. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Cat crew, start voting. Who's the closest to this? No, you got a glare. How about now? Who is the closest to this? We got A1. I don't think A1. No A1. We have B1. It's pretty decent. I think that's Lumiere with a fork. Yeah. And uh, C1. Interesting. That's a high the, number of arms. C1 is the whopping tree from Harry Potter, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or Portuguese tree. <laughs> D1. Mmm, juicy, juicy. Uh, E1, you know what? E1 I appreciate. I appreciate your journey. E1 also played. E1 also played. That, that, that looked like it stepped out of you know uh, me. I do like E. F1, and that is it. That's the ones. All right, so uh, Jeremy, you're gonna go first. Vote, vote first. What are you going with? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. D is pretty <laughs> I think B I think B is <laughs> I'm going B one you're going B one. That one right there. Actually, so no, Steve, I like Forkhead. I like Forkhead like yeah. and I like um I like Forkhead and I like the last one because the last one is like pretty much dead accurate on the uh it's got it has it has a good look for the uh the side the sidearms. But there was only one that had the right number of arms, though, too. It was actually the Cosmic Frog looking. Yeah, no, the Cosmic Frog there had the right arms. Um, I'm going I'm going D1. You're going, going D1. Slide out of D1. Can you convert me? Let's see it. Yeah. Steve, can you slide out of D1 and see? Maybe I'm – maybe I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with the – shark. you know what? I'm going to go with the D. I think D – I think this D one? is right. Yeah, I think D is good. It's got the shower arms. All right. That's what we're, I said. We're both going with D1. D1. Man, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't know uh, monster monster game. So yeah. Okay, I'm going with that. Who was D1, Steve? Um, so I'll have to go back and claim it because I don't have the names on them. D1 was. <laughs> Got to go back and look now. Hold yeah. on a second. If you if you were D1, speak up for yourself. Yeah, the, I'm telling you, uh, E1. I'm not sure if that's not D1. Kermit. D1 uh, was the tree. Kermit. The tree with eyes. I think that was Kelly. D one is Kelly. D one, the tree with eyes in the in the in the middle of the trunk and the four off the uh, four raining off the sides. Uh this one right here, D one with the. Um, oh, that's Evan. Oh no no no, D one. My bad, my bad. Yeah, this one shows Evan. Evan. Looks like Evan. All right, so Evan's got wow two points, and then I'm not sure how the chat crew uh, voting. You have to check that one out. I don't know. It went. It, they, they. I lost track of everything. All right. So to put put Evan down. Evan's got two points. Very nice. Very nicely done, Evan. And we're going to move on to card number two. And this could be Verla's turn to describe. Verla? Okay. All right. To me. Yeah, I'm going to put it in the gumbo. Steve, don't take a look at this. All right. I'm not even on the chat. All right. Here we go. Jay, you want to turn to, uh, to describe one? Me? All right, Bert, I just sent it to you. Hey, this is another. This is another the Micho art. Wow, Ding. nice, oh. nice. No, Jay Bell, do you want a chance to describe one at one point or not? How many more do you want to do? Just a couple. Yeah, we're just going to do a couple. So, I was. I'm trying to get out of describing them. <laughs> yeah, right, let, me, let, me get, let me get a piece of paper. I want to try. Oh, okay. Well, if Jeremy's gonna, if Jeremy's gonna draw. Let's try. Hold on, hold on a second. And then we're gonna let Berla do one, and I'm gonna do one. Yeah, three should be enough. How? Huh? What do you think, Steve? 
I think you should not talk Jeremy out of picking Forkhead because Forkhead sure. was mine. What I thought. <laughs> I did not talk him out. I wanted him to vote for Forkhead Head, man. All right, Berla, that's your twenty seconds. Okay. Your two minutes starts. I can't. You can't play a game without me. Now two minutes. Now remember, Jeremy. Jay, Steve, all of you can ask. Oh, dang, Jeremy, uh, Jay, I think I had you on mute. Try now. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Okay, got you. Sorry for that. I had you on mute. Okay, so Jay, Steve, Jeremy, yeah, go ahead. Your two minutes starts now. And Verla's going to start describing it. But remember, you can ask questions. Okay, so we've got a one-eyed, oh, and of course my dog's going to go nuts now. A one-eyed monster with four legs, and his arms are like ears. Um, How many arms and legs? Four legs, two arms, arms with like ears. Um, basically, his whole head is an eyeball, and he's wearing a top hat. Um, I want to say there's like maybe three to four toes a piece on those feet. Jay, you got a question? Jeremy, you got a question? What, is, body. what does his body look like? That's what I'm trying to remember all of a sudden. <laughs> Evan wants to know what do the arms look like? His arms look like ears. Ears, like to hear with. What about Mike the body? Like, kind of, maybe, sort of, except purple. And again, he's wearing a top hat. Maybe more like a bowler hat. Yeah. Very fancy. Very, very fancy. He's a classy monster. So the feet are almost... I guess they're not really webbed, but they kind of make me think of reptiles in a way. You said four that are four legs? Four legs, four legs, and his arms are kind of like ears. Arms are yeah. kind of like ears. Ears, yeah. Like okay. Ears. Ears. Does that change everything? Yeah, I heard are ears. We, oh, okay. Are we talking bow tie classy or like bow tie class? In, okay. So like He's a gumbo bread man? He's got a what? Gumbo bread man. A gumbo bread man. Does uh, he look like that? No. No. Is he a one-eyed fancy centaur with scoliosis? That is exactly <laughs> it. Thomas wins. Does he have long and legs or short legs? He had long legs and short arms. Oh, jeez. All right. What about his body? I'm that trying to remember his body. All I can Ten think seconds. about is his head. Hold a second, I gotta. I, I gotta I think make. You kind of had a rotund Four, two, one. All right, that's it. We're gonna stop here. No more questions. Start throwing yours up. Jeremy, you want to send it to me or you send it to Steve? How are you doing now? Yeah, I've got you. I've got your chat up so I can see it right away. And then I'll save it and I'll throw it in there. All right, so we got. Uh, yeah, that was a good description, Burla. I mean, I'm looking at the picture, so I thought I thought you did pretty. I thought you did pretty good. Uh, that. so that's what I forgot. You failed me, Burla. Hell, <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I forgot no, a key. But I still want your boat. <laughs> did you uh, Did you take a picture yet, Jeremy? Not yet. Oh, I, I'm telling you, people, this this game, Monstrosity, when Eric described it, I got so excited with it. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then we played it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so much fun for Christmas. This is going to be so much fun. Sure 20, Christmas 2021 cannot come fast enough for me. I'm telling you. 
Thanks for making me narrate. That was fun. Thanks. Trying to remember all those things. Really Thanks for getting out. back. And Daryl, keep us posted about Dark Knight Returns. Oh, there we go. All right. So there's Jay. Hey, that's coming, man. Hey, what's going on? Man, get the email going. I got it. Hey. Daryl, give us a scoop Darryl. right here on the show, man. Email Come on. We'll pump it up. All right. So I'm going to drop that there. Uh, how do I do this, Steve? I just added the insert. You just be able to copy image yeah. and paste okay. in. Uh, what number right. are you pasting in it as? Um, uh oh, where'd it go? It's huge, Jeremy. <laughs> oh no, it came out huge. Let me see if I can. Lower That's it. You, should just, you should just be able to grab. I do mine at 1080. I forgot. I should have made it smaller. Oh, where is it? You gotta be, it go? doing, you gotta be you doing it, it down on the twos. I don't even see it. Where'd it go? Do you Chris, see? you take a picture and you send it to BJ in the uh chat. In your, and I'm, I'm sorry, in the, in the, chat. In the uh, oh, I got it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I got it. It was up at the top of the. You put them in the twos, you said, right? I'm putting them in the twos. Yep. So we're up to E2 now. Are you going to put one in there? Yep. I'm and putting... I think I've got room for one more. Oh, no, I'm going to need to have two extra. All right. I just put one in there for you. All right, chat crew. We got some, we got some fun ones for you to look at. I'm trying to make it small. Did you send it to me like oh sideways? Uh yeah. It just it came out the way it came out. Oh, okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> the guy's partying. He's partying one, so hard. one more to give here. Hold on a second. Do you know how to turn that image there, uh Steve? Um yeah, yeah, yeah. just leave it like this, huh? Yeah, Mike. All right. Hold on, there's one more to drop in, I think. All right, chat crew. Let's start looking at the ones Chris, while he's Chris doing cannot, it. All right. Chris cannot enter. Do not let him enter. <laughs> All right. So now this is not exactly how Monstrosity plays because we're we're kind of changing it up a little bit here. Okay, we got That's it. Right there. I think I think I got it right. Wait, Chris Strain said he sent you one. He did send it. I think he probably sent it here. Did you Did you see Chris Strain's? Talking to me. Yeah, Steve. Did you I, don't, see it? I don't have anything. Oh, I just got it. Hold on, let me think. Let me throw one in there then. Uh oh. One more uh -oh. here. All right, Chris Strain. Let's see how he did. Can you make me one more there for? Uh, sure, sure, sure. Gee, yeah, there we go. Perfect. All right. All right. Did that work? Or is no, that that's mine. Uh, that's yours again. Dang yep. It. All right, let me go back to uh, Chris's. And you're saying I can just copy it? You should just be able to right-click on it and copy image. He sent it right to you. Yeah, that's where I messed it up the first time. Oh, wow, this is uh, – ooh, ooh. See? Ooh. See? Ooh. I told you, ooh. man. You should have closed the polls, man. <laughs> Did it come oh, – Yeah, no, it's not, not even not fair. Hey, chat crew, thanks for experimenting with us tonight. But you know what? This is fun. The final result is always good because this oh, yeah. game is so silly. Um, oh, it's so bad. silly. This is pretty good, it's chat crew. All right, chat crew. Let's roll it. It's totally worth the wait. Okay, so uh, we're going to show the picture, right? 
so we're, like I said, Eric Slauson, don't kill us. We're we're modifying the game for all these different people to get everybody yeah, in. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. we're gonna show the picture, and then people are gonna vote to see. Because normally, what you do is you vote to see who you think like who you think yeah. came closest to the description. But we're trying to cut to the chase a little bit since we're limited on time. So I'm gonna show you the picture again. This is an art from the meat show, and that's pretty close to what she described, Jeremy. Right? Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So Jeremy, no. we gotta do some voting here. No. Well, no, that's, you can't oh, that's really good. That's really that's good. Really good. Okay, so Jeremy cannot vote on this one. It's just me and the chat crew, right? I think that's so. really good. Oh no, Verla Verla gets oh, to me, vote. right? Verla does right, do, yeah. All right. So Verla, you got A2. That's a that's a leader that's, for me. That's right good. Here. That's really good. We got Humpty Dumpty, B2. <laughs> Oh, that's so comfortable. <laughs> we got. Wait a minute. That's respectfully, respectfully. Thank you for entering. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I can't see that one very well. Ah, yeah, you, you don't have to see that one very well. Yeah, <laughs> that one's a little faint, but I can see it over here. Oh, what we got that's here? Good. We got that? Michael Zalski. He's long. We got <laughs> Michael Zalski here. <laughs> This game is insane, man. Oh, Mike Where's the hat? Missed the hat. <laughs> oh, hey, can you imagine what, getting about what? eight people and it's like 1130 I, or 230, no, right? At Gen Con? It's, it's, it's hilarious. This game <laughs> yeah. is hilarious. Um, All right. So let's go to F2. Okay. That is, you got to turn everybody. Everybody. Oh, turn your head okay. Head. okay. There was there were some mistakes made there. <laughs> <laughs> there was some loose interpretation. I had some scribbles I, at the end. I um, called that one ode to, ode to my favorite scotch. That's yeah. the one. That's what I call that one. Right <laughs> uh, See, oh, they, had the same, they had the same. This is the same vision I had. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty good. That's still pretty good. Oh man, wow. and that one's good too. that's not bad either. That's wow. not bad either. Oh man, there are three great contenders here. You're gonna, like, have really to, you're gonna have to pick one. Oh, that's oh, good. Ooh. I've got my favorite. By the way, I, I, I really hate that you left that cool teeth out. T uh, teeth I out. know. <laughs> I hated the teeth in that one. Oh, Definitely hated the teeth in that one. Yeah. What you thinking uh, there, uh, Verla? You got to vote. Uh, go back to the top here so I can see them all. All right. So let's That's scroll through them one more time, chat crew. want to see your votes in there. We got This is A2. Yeah. That's definitely Dumbo ears. Yeah, A2 is good. We got B2. Uh, a miss and a, a swing and a miss. C two are they the same? B two and C two? Yeah. Yeah. I think a, so. A2 B2 and, a little uh, bit faint. Yeah. D two looks a little gassy. That's about it. <laughs> D two also played. There we go. Dan's <laughs> favorite thing also played. E2. By the way, this monster looks like it's snapping its fingers. Whatever it is, it's snapping its fingers. <laughs> it's dancing. Jay, it's dancing. Jay, what do you think, man? Oh, for sure. <laughs> F2 is sideways. Everybody look uh, this way. Yep. Okay. Interesting. We can move forward. I, I, F2 is it's not, not that bad. It's, it's it's just, you missed the neck, though, Jeremy. You missed the she neck. She didn't say anything about I the know. neck. I know. I didn't describe the neck. G2, the She's duck with good. the top hat. Or platypus, maybe? Platypus. <laughs> maybe. That's funny. That's actually funny. That's good. Man, look at that. Okay, bonus points for the tie, too, by the way. It's a little mm, bow tie. Mm, yeah. 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 Not even necessary. 
but necessary. So everybody's going A2. Is Verla going to go A2? Verla, what you got? Damn, first and the last are so Yeah, no, close. first and the last are good. That's the first? That's A2. Okay, I'm going to go with the last one. I'm going with A2, and I think you're going with H2. So tell us who drew A2 and H2. Was it Jeremy Howard? Uh, no, it was not. <laughs> but I believe that A2 was Jay. Mm -hmm. okay. Jay, way to go. Nice. Yeah. And nice. H2 was the one that you put in last, wasn't it, BJ? That was Christian. That's Christian. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. See? Chris knocked it out the park. One more. One more. That's a that good was, drug, by the way. That was That's really, really good. good. Yeah, Sounds Jay's good. got a point, and Christian Strain's got a point. That was that was and, really. And chat really seemed to be saying A two though, also. Yeah. So, okay. Is there a chat point? Because I don't think uh, we gave a chat point for the first one. Man, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of H twos. No, you're right. There's more A twos. So yeah, we'll get the chat. The chat's gonna get Jay a point. So I think right. I think that one. Last one, and this is for everybody to draw. So Verla, Steve, Jeremy. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do one. Let's see. Okay, hold on a second here. I just need to add. Jay has two more, and Christian gets one. Yep. All right. All right. Are you set? Last one of the night, and then we're calling a night. Okay. Hey. I think I've got everybody listed in there. Oh, you know what? I miss Kelly. Let me throw that in there too. Yep. I think I've got everybody that's entered. Seen a lot of entries though. Giggles, giggles. Oh, I missed that one. Yep. Welcome aboard. Giggles is from uh, YouTube. Nice. Got Kevin Moe. Yeah, got those. I got Paul in there. Yep, got Paul. Paul Jeff Punnick from Panic Games. Got Patricia. I got Fiona. Yep, got Evan. Got it. That's a lot Looks of like <clears throat> All right, are we ready? I haven't seen this one. I haven't, there's, a, there's a ton of cards here, Jeremy. Plus, there's an expansion with uh, even more cute creatures. So You know what? Yeah. I think we... Yeah, we need to give out a bunch of these away. We need to give a bunch of these away, man. Yeah, we got to figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it. All right, here we go. I'm going to take a look. 20 seconds. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the next expansion should have a gumbo bread man. Yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. You already, you already drew, drew gumbo bread man. You, you, did that you just have to put the hood on him. Jay, out of all the games you saw tonight, which one did you like the most? Oh, my gosh. Uh, like you're most interested in. Good question. Either... Either Never Delir or because hmm, I wrote a bunch down. They're going to my cart. Um, <laughs> yeah, either either Gods Love Dinosaurs or uh, Never Delir. Yeah, good choices. All right, are you ready? <laughs> I've got. Julie sent me. It sounds like I heard like five games from Jay. Pick one, and he gave up five games. <laughs> I love you, Jay. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Jer Jeremy's broken now. Oh my god! <laughs> Get your pins ready. Here we go. I got two minutes. And ask questions. I, away. Oh, yeah. I just love this game. All right, so we're playing Monstrosity with my buddy Jeremy Howard, and the chat crew is going to be uh, helping us out with some guesses. Here's here's what I saw. I, I was walking down the street, and I see this thing coming at me. It's got this big giant fish head. Picture Squidward from um, SpongeBob, but no legs. So Squidward, but instead of having the big normal head, it's like a big fishbowl. And inside the fishbowl was another fish swimming around. All <laughs> around this person's, this alien's head were flowers just flapping and floating around the head. 
and he had the biggest. You remember like when Squidward really gets mad or tired, the ugly, just wrinkly eyes? This Squidward person just had all kind of just squishy-looking eyeballs, just two of them. Now, after that, the face was a little hard to pick, but there was lots of droopy stuff coming down from the face. Not really a beard, but sort of like something just kind of floating there. And the weirdest thing, instead of instead of like a mouth, it was almost a a snake popping out where the mouth should be snapping at me. And it just kept going. Pop, pop. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, it really freaked me out, Jeremy. I, I, I slowly backed away. So big fishbowl head with a fish swimming in it, flowers all around the face. The eyes were really droopy. The stuff growing out of the chin and the snake going. Bop, 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 bop. Where was Is there a body on his chin? I was right near Rouse's. Is that what you're asking, Verla? I was walking near Rouse's trying to get some uh, stuff. What's the body like? No, there's no body. It's no Squidward, body. No body. Squidward with no legs. It doesn't no have legs. Where was the snake? Was the snake coming out of his mouth? Was the snake his mouth? Is that what you said? Like 45 degrees to the west of the sun. If you're looking at the oh sun, it'd be God. like 45 degrees. Do you know what? Snake was where the chin would chin chin and mouth would be. Oh my God. Okay. I have no idea what the heck's going on here. <laughs> Is there with the fish inside the fishbowl? There was a fish. Inside the fishbowl, which kind of makes sense. So the brain, Squidward's brain, had a fish floating in it. And it was see-through. You could actually see it. I have no idea what the heck this is. That I'm <laughs> right now. I have no idea. This is Squidward's desperate cousin. All right, look. You, this is it. You're just going to have to draw. The two minutes are up. It's a beard? It's like, you know, from, uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean, that crazy fish-looking beard with all the stuff coming down, you know, like... Oh. Okay, now I cheated there because Eric says you can't make descriptions with your fingers, but <clears throat> we're after the two minutes anyway. So, uh, oh my gosh, I think I may have scared the children there, uh, Thomas. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Wow, Thomas having a flashback. Interesting. And thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> he was a best, Paul. I slowly backed away and said, "No, thank you. I'm not interested. I'm going to keep walking." I'm going to get my stuffed chickens at uh, Rouse's, and I just kept walking. <clears throat> All right. So uh, is Christian Strain playing again? Let's see. I don't see one. I don't know if Christian's still around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's trying to think of Topher. Davy Jones. Good old Davy Jones. Arr. Arr. All right. Throw your pictures in there. Let's see what we got here. I don't know what the heck this is? Jeez. Throw some in there. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at my picture, I'm just like, are you kidding me, Jeremy? Yeah. I'm waiting for. Oh, Christian did do it. Let me see. Is that? No, that's not Christian. So never mind. I'm not sure if Christian's doing a photo or not. So I'll keep an eye out there for Christian. Let me know in the comments, Christian, if you are doing one. Oh, there's Jeremy's. Okay. So, Jeremy, I just got to click. You said just right. Oh, hey, it's right side up this time. Very nice. Very nice. All right. So do I have room for you, one? You, you put one in C there, BJ. I'll do D next. All right. I added one. Oh, wait, Julie drew. Oh, oh we're throwing some more in there. Oh, this is nice. And some good ones. Uh, let's see, Jeremy. How do I do that? Let's see where it's... 
I'm getting I'm getting all kind of people drawing and sending some. <laughs> this game is this game is going in the rotation, people. Yeah, this has to go in the rotation. <laughs> it, like this, it has to be in the rotation when it's eleven forty one where you're at and people are still playing <laughs> eagerly. <laughs> oh, I know. I haven't lost anybody in the chat. Let's <laughs> just let you know. <laughs> you got a good game going. Oh, man, what are we doing here? Now, while oh, he's yeah. gathering this, there's a game that I think people should know about that's really good from last year. I don't even know what year it's from, honestly, at this point. It's called It's a Wonderful World. Have you played that? Uh, my, my, my nephews keep wanting me to play it. They say it's oh, got this um, Seven oh, Wonders style thing. It's like yeah, a Seven Wonders game. Yeah, but it's got this little scoring kind of mechanism to it where it's, it, it ends up pretty cool how you build your engine and score off of it. But they have expansions to it now, and they even have a campaign now as well. Uh, so I've been I've been playing I've been digging that one man. You can play that one solo too, which is great. It's a really good card game. Yep, Fiona, I'm not sure. Things. Yeah. I think I've put in all that I can find. Did you get one from Fiona? Because I'm just not I'm not getting it from Fiona. She says she sent us one, and I don't see it. So no. um, uh oh, what I'm gonna do there? There we go. We lost Jay there for a second. All right. There we There's go. Jay. All right, Jay. Well, it's good seeing you for a second, Jay. Yeah, Fiona, I just don't see it. Sorry about that. It's not, uh, I'm not sure if we're not connected. It's noon over where she is, so. Well, she's probably, she's probably over in uh, Australia by uh, Dyson and, and uh, Joel over there. All right, so let's see. We're in the threes, right? I think, so. yep, yeah. this is the third yeah. one. Okay. I think I've got all the ones from the Gateway Group. Yeah, just trying to make them smaller so we can fit everybody on the screen there. That's the that's the part of this game. If we can get if we can get this part smooth, we can make it even better. Mm -hmm. good. A way for everybody to do it. You know, yeah. you know. I got you. I got you. Everybody in the Discord and they're oh, drawing. What the heck is this? That's, I like this one. Oh, this is gonna be great. Early leader. Gonna be great. This is like. Dude, who drew this? Are you kidding me? I'm just giving you sneak peeks on these. The chat crew hasn't even seen it yet. Oh my gosh. I've chat crew, some of these are really good, man. Really good. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. We, we got a ton of them. All these right. Let me, so good. let me throw this back up into the chat crew and let them start seeing. Okay. So good. Again, chat crew, don't forget that we've changed the rules to this game a little bit because normally. We wouldn't do it this way. We're just doing it for time purposes. Let's go back up to A. Here wow. is, I think we've got everybody in there. We need to see the actual picture, though, too. Yep. Yeah. Here's the picture. All right, ready. This is another one from the Micho. Okay. We got them all. What do you think? Bring that one big. Can you bring it big so we can see it? Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Was that okay. close? Okay, but that was tough. It was tough. I, I get what tough. you're saying. No, no, it was tough. I want to look for more Brainiac there, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. We're looking at A3 right now. Can chat crew see that? Yep. Uh, Mars attacks look, you know, sleepy. Yeah. Mars attacks yep. look. <laughs> see, and I didn't know which SpongeBob character you were referring to, so. Oh, no. Oh, you know what, Squidward? <laughs> I never really watched Spongebob. 
I know the theme song. Yeah. But yeah, now that I see that, I'm like, oh, that kind of rings a bell from the oh hey do you play this game oh uh, yeah i actually have yeah. Oh, yeah this is a good this will be a good one for well i don't know if we could play it on here but like this would be a really good game this you know what we need to try this one on the show master War would be fun on the show that is actually a good one all right so this is b3 let's go to c3 <laughs> oh that's a fetus <laughs> 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 I thought it was a. That's not legs, Jay. It looks more like a. It looks more like a. Okay, first of all, I think I'm actually pretty close to what's going on here. So, <laughs> I don't. I Do kinda, you, wait. What's the What's the script on there? <laughs> move, script move eyes cool. down here. Okay. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> down. Apparently, apparently, my description changed in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, E3. Ooh. <laughs> uh, they didn't get the top right, though. Everything else I like about this one. I do like it. I just like it overall. Well, yeah. they're, they're missing the fish swimming around in the uh, globe, though. But that, I like this one, though. That wasn't yeah. bad. He yeah, said a fish in the bowl. <laughs> There's definitely a fish in this Dude, bowl. Come on. Are you kidding me? Is this Chris? Wow, this is I, I'm not sure. I don't remember which one's which, but this one's good. This is really good. Not it's not the drawing, but it's it's pretty good. Oh, uh, what do we think here? That's pretty close. That's pretty close. I like this one. It's not better for mine, but it's pretty close. <laughs> we don't have a letter on that one. Is that gonna be G3, I guess? Yeah, we're gonna make that one G3, okay? Yeah. Uh, Steve, let me see. If okay, I can sure, go ahead. Yeah. That's funny. Scrub, uh, what is that? Scrubble bubbles? What is that? Yeah, that, that's scrubbing bubbles. bubbles. Scrubbing bubbles. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be this one's going to be G3 that's right here. Like, we yeah, have a notebook right. one. Right. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, this one's interesting. Yeah. The flower. They got the flowers right. See the little flowers around the head? Scrubbing bubbles. Man. Yep. And the last one. I love the fish. That's my kind of fish. That's the kind of fish I would draw right here. Yeah, I that's that's good too. Yeah, yeah. That's good too. There's All a right. here, Check who start voting. I think I have an idea in mind though. I have an idea in mind. Anybody? What are y'all thinking? I want to you guys can try to convince me which one. Jeremy. I'm gonna go with this one there. Oh, no, no, that one. Let me let me go back to the top there. Okay, go to the top. If you see something that you like, Verla or Jay or Steve or Jeremy, throw it out. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go with – that's pretty good, though. That is that's pretty C3. good. C3 is good. This is, is C3 right that here. B? That's C3. Yeah. B3, I think, is what C we're referring B3. to. B3. Dean says F3 is really well done, but yeah. he likes G3 the best. This is E3. Yeah. I would have liked this one except no fishbowl. I, I really like this one. That's a fishbowl. What are you talking about? It's totally a fishbowl. It's totally it's a fishbowl. It doesn't have the fishbowl in the head, though, with the fish swimming in it, you know? No, you it's said the fishbowl fish was the head. You also have to yeah. base this off what you gave us to work with. Yeah. But like, I know but I knew what I was thinking. Accurate. You have to go with, like, hey, nice try based <laughs> on what I gave gave us. You know, like, but I had like a middle picture in my mind. I do like this one. This is pretty. This is pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's got the angry eyes, and I said sleepy. It's got angry more than sleepy. That's true. Yeah. G three. 
I like this. It's the right idea for the eyes. I did good on the eyes. So especially especially based on what what, let me see this one, the small one. I don't know. Is it throwing up? Is the bowl throwing up? The bowl broke. The bowl bowl broke. broke. Yeah. It's got a snake. This coming out, coming going to the west. This ooze coming out of it. What a bowl broke, and the gr- and the green water is leaking out. Everyone respect on. everyone's journey. <laughs> respect everyone's journey. I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody did fantastic with these. But I would say the red puppet. I don't know what kind of fish BJ's <laughs> been eating, but that's not a fish. No. I, I'm not. You know, it's all. It, it doesn't look like the uh, stitch. It's almost like a stitch character. Yes. This could, Chris, this could actually be somebody from your game from asking for troubles almost. Man. It's got an umbilical cord, BJ. That's not a fish. <laughs> I didn't remember that part. I didn't remember that part. All right, so we're getting lots of votes for B3, F3, and G3. Steve, I'm gonna go with G. I'm gonna go with G3. I really I think G3 is the one I like. The only thing that I don't like about G3, it's missing the snake, but the other one is missing the fishbowl to me. So I'm I'm gonna go with G3. Okay. I don't know who G3 was. Yeah. All right. Good. Somebody let us know who's this picture. Who drew this picture? I am not sure who drew it. Jay, you? No. Is Jay muted again? I can hear him very quietly. Yeah, Jay, we don't. Barely, barely, barely. Yeah, yeah who's G3? Let's go. How is the snake crew misleading? Look at this thing. Look look what's coming out of it. Can anybody see that? No. Look, Where? It is fish. That They're tiny cool. little blue? Yep. The snake the thing, right the, thing that's, the thing that's going south rather than west? <laughs> okay, that was that was that was interesting. Okay, that's oh, Kelly. Okay. That's Kelly's? That's All Kelly. Right. Congratulations, Kelly. Mm. There you go. She's got it. Congrats. Nice. All right. And does I she get the uh, the chat's response too, I think? Yeah. Oh, uh, G3 was definitely the leader. Well, I see right. a lot of B3s too, though. We got a lot of votes there, man. Okay. All right. So I'm going to roll to see who's the big winner on this thing. I'm going to roll for the column first there, Jeremy. And then I'll roll within it. Because it looks like I got about 18 on there. So I'll roll first one here. It is from col. It's from column one. Okay, and let's see. Out of the that'll be one of those. So one, two, three, four, or five. It's either going to be Dean, Jen, Fiona, Evan, or Nick. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'll have to roll again. And if it is Jen, Jen, congratulations! You are the big winner. Some stickers from our friends at uh, Weird Giraffe and Galactic Raptor. The silver coin game, nice. the exit, exit the game, sunken treasure, and two games from Steve Jackson Games. So, uh, Raid on Iran and Undead, some republished games. So, well Jim, get in touch with us. Send us a message with your address, and we will get it out to you. And that was that was Monstrosity from Deepwater Games and designer Eric Slauson. What a what a three artists three artists got points on that one. Jay Kelly and Evan. Good job, Jake, everyone. Kelly and Evan. So, who was the big winner Chris, tonight? It was they were they were tied at two each of them. Oh. Um, Chris had one point in there, but it was tied for uh, three of them with getting uh, 
multiple points. Hey, hey, if you look at my two drawings, they almost look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I, said, I was sitting with Julia, I'm like, mine almost look the same. <laughs> Steve, is this your drawing right here? Eyes, what was it? No, mine, was, uh, mine, was B, mine was B3 on that one. That one. Yeah. Yeah, Jen, Jen, just send me an email at boardgamegumbo at gmail.com. Just send me an email, boardgamegumbo at gmail.com. That's all you have to do. Or send me a Facebook message, BJ Rosa, uh, or, or through the Board Game Gumbo page. I'm not sure why I wasn't uh, not getting not getting Fiona's. But that is Monstrosity. Oh, what a fun game. What a that was fun. great. Good one, guys. That was so great. That's we had a chance to play that it's one again. It would be awesome to play it at a convention, though. I can't wait oh, for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That is going to be a lot of fun. All right. We so would eat that up too. Woo! Oh, that was fun. All right. So, do we have a winner of on the artist side? It was tied. It tied. was tied. There were three different ones. There was agreement, and each time the uh, the people picking and the chat picking seemed to be on the same side. So Jay and Evan and Kelly each claimed one of the wins. Julie said that was mine. Stop picking on our drawing, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I liked it, Julie. It's just it was missing that the, the fishbowl on top of the head. I really wanted the fish one. Yeah, yeah, Paul, you got to check that out. It's Monstrosity from Deep Water Games. They do have a little tiny little box expansion. Tons of cards. The game takes two minutes to teach. It's it's not exactly where we played it. We kind of tweaked it a little bit. Yeah, so we tweaked it. It's, it's tweaked. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. that. It's this, is, yeah, exactly, Christian. We're gonna meet yeah. up at BGG Con twenty twenty one. We're going to get a big group. I wonder, Jeremy, how many people we could play. We could play a lot. Yeah, I'm going to say you can get a good eight to ten people. Oh, I bet. You know, like around a table, try to get as many people as possible, you know. Mm-hmm. You know this would be a blast. Yeah. You know? That would be awesome. You know, get some people who are going to be real honest after a couple of drinks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> End of the night, couple of uh, root beers, and then see what happens around midnight. What kind of drawings come to judge you. So here we go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that was fun. All right, that was our game time presented by Board Game Gumbo's Bure Deck. Check that out on thegamecrafter.com. You can check that out. It's our first ever gumbo merchandise. Our Game Crafter link to get your own copy of Board Game Gumbo Bure. I want to thank Jeremy Howard for coming back on the show, man. You bookend an amazing year for the gumbo. Gosh. 132 episodes. I can't even believe that by now, Jeremy. I know. Can I, can I, can I, can I at least uh, pr- promo something here? Oh, yeah. Hit yeah. us up. Um, so next week we have, on Man vs. People, we have our top tens. Uh, we're going to have our top ten for our game of the year and stuff like that on Monday. Uh, I believe it's at seven. But on the next day, I'm going to have my first top ten for solo games the mm. day after on Tuesday, the 29th. So wow. 28th on Monday, we're going to have our top ten. Tuesday, the 29th. We're going to have solo. So if you're a solo gamer, and honestly, I'll be talking about a little bit of both depending on the game. Definitely, definitely come check it out. We're going to have some other content creators. Uh, Liz Davidson from Beyond Solitaire. We're going to have Mark Dainty from Neverboard Gaming and also Mike Kelly from One Stop Co-op Shop. So we'll nice. have four square of other content creators, not on the channel, coming together, combining our forces to talk about. And give out the details. When's it coming up? That one is on Tuesday the 29th. Uh, and then our, our MVM top 10 is on the 28th, the day before. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. I'm really excited. And this is the first time I'm doing this. Uh, so people want to know what's up. I want to say what's up. We're, Trust me. 
<laughs> We're going to be there to support you. All right. So I'm going to, Verla, I'm going to send you and Steve down. Hey, man, by the way, while you two are on here, thank you for all the help in, the, yeah. in this past season. You two knocked it out of the park. Jake came in to fill in. Alex came in to fill in sometimes. But really, the backbone is uh, Verla and Steve, the name father and the gumbo overlord, Jeremy. <laughs> I love that, the gumbo overlord. Gumbo overlord. So I'll talk I to you guys. I'm master the overlord. That's yeah. right. She used to be the board game master, but now she's the well on this show she's the gumbo overlord. But right out there in Instagram land, she is board game ambassador. So check that out. All right, so I'll send you two to the green room. See y'all soon. See y'all soon. Hey man, thank you for having me. It's uh, since the beginning, as we always say every year, man. It's been since the beginning, and uh, thank you so much for having me, man. It's always been a pleasure to be here. I love that you invite me. You know, you come let me talk about a ton of games, and uh, I'm just glad the response is good. And uh, yeah, I just really, really, really enjoy it. And thank you hey. for participating in the chat and hanging out so late at night. I value everybody's time. So thank you so much. No kidding. This is a long show and we thank you for all of it. But it's the end of the season, you know, so. And, and as Evan says, you're the best guest. You're one of the favorite guests of the Gumbo. And I always, I love it whenever I get him. Usually what I do is I post that little picture that says, waiting on Jeremy to come on the show. And then, <laughs> or you'll send me a message and then I know, all right, Jeremy's got a big load of games. And you know, Chat group, we didn't even get to all of them. No, we still had more games to talk about. Did I get to all of them? Did I get to all of them? But again, check them out on Man vs. Meeple Solo Sundays and then your big top 10. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. You, the stuff that you don't see, it will probably pop up on this top 10 list. A lot of these games I kind of had in the mix for top 10. I mean, we talked about a lot of it. We didn't talk about Beyond the Sun. People know about that one. The unmatched titles, Bonfire, we didn't talk about. Yeah. Super Fantasy Monster. There's a lot of games on here. Don't trust me. There's a lot of good games this year that came out. So, Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, All right. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash boardgamegumbo, and our YouTube channel. It helps us to get all the word out. Hey, if they subscribe to YouTube or Facebook, they're going to see the messages whenever Jeremy's coming back on. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We're off until the first week of January. No show next week. I'm BJ from Board Game Gumbo, and until next time, Jeremy Howard. Thanks for listening. Gumbo Live is produced by BJ Rosa and the name father, Steve O'Rourke with editing by Sean Jones. You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo. Or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Hey, this is Patrick. And this is Eric. From Patrick, Patrick and, and Eric in the morning. Join us every now and again for about a half an hour as we freeform chat about whatever's on our minds and how it all relates back to our favorite hobby, board gaming. Patrick and Eric in the morning can be found on the What Did You Play This Week podcast feed and on the Punchboard Media site. Happy listening.